Hello and welcome back to another episode of Unlicensed Therapy with me, your host, Ari Manis. Today we have a good friend of mine, Stephen Garza. We got serious, I'm not going to lie to you. We talked about shootings, violence, the issues. It got deep, it got emotional. No crying, but we talked about some real issues. So if you're not ready for that, if you're not ready to talk about violence in schools, maybe this episode isn't for you. Maybe wait till next week. But if you are and you're excited to listen to this episode, I think you're going to like it. It's really interesting. If you're not familiar with Stephen Garza, he is a hilarious comedian, and you could check out his stand-up right now in this clip. I just, uh, my wife's birthday's coming up. Now that we're married, I can just kind of phone it in. But when we were dating, I would always have to go above and beyond. Like one time I took her on a hot air balloon ride. Have you guys been in a hot air balloon before? It was dope, but I thought I was all smooth. You ever picture something in your head and then you go to do it? And you're like, oh, that's not what I pictured at all. Because I thought it was just going to be the two of us. I thought I was going to get to fly the thing. Uh-uh. They put you in a wicker basket with 10 other couples. You don't get to pick the couples either. They just sit you next to them. The flight itself was fine. It's the people on board that ruin it for everybody else. Of course, as soon as we got a thousand feet in the air, the lady directly behind me started to get airsick. Remember, we're in a balloon. We're going five right now. If you look down, there were people walking faster than we were floating. And Maverick over here can't take the G-forces of a balloon. The whole time. We're not doing loops in a fighter jet guy next to me on the opposite side of the balloon asthma attack no inhaler no no he's a grown man he's had asthma since he was a fat kid but he's like you know what today i'm gonna chance it what better time to chance it than when the altitude is at its thinnest so lady behind me this guy's sucking for air guy next to me nudges me out of the way with an aggressive armbar, gets down on one knee, proposes to his girlfriend. Game over. Game over. I took her on a date in the sky. Right now, I'm a bad guy because I don't have a diamond. I spent... I had a Groupon, but I... uh, I hate that that gets a laugh every time. All you can do in that situation when he gets down and he proposes, the only thing I could do was just pray. It's like, please say no, please say no, just say no, please say no, please say no. She stopped him halfway through and said no. By the way, she really, the greatest moment of my life. I don't think there's ever, it'll ever get better than that. That was the greatest moment of our life, but we still had an hour and a half left of flight. That's a long time to stand next to a man crying hour and a half couldn't hear anything stone cold silence you couldn't hear nothing the only thing you could hear was the wind and his tears hitting the bottom of the wicker basket because they were protruding out of his face finally my wife's like my wife's like you should say something <laughs> so i stood up like hey stand up stand up real quick man. just um look at the bright side man i always look at the bright side of things look how high up we are you could just jump dude you should jump that's it for me guys thank you so much That was Steven Garza. I hope you enjoyed it. He's very funny. Enjoy the episode.
fight single-handedly broke up my marriage. You're an awful person. You're 24 years old. Why would I listen to you? Why would you be giving therapy and advice to people who clearly need it? It doesn't make any sense, Ari. This is a horrible idea. You're listening to Unlicensed. 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 Unlicensed therapy with Ari Mendes. Ari Okay, so before you walked in, I was telling you that today, for the first time in a while, I went to check my unemployment card. And we're just, we're starting already? Or just you and I talking? Yeah, we're starting. Oh, okay. I guess. Is there something you want to do before we start? No, no, no. I just wanted to make sure this was on or off the record. Uh, Anything when you're around me is on the record. (laughs) Nothing you say to me will be kept a secret unless you specify ahead of time this needs to be a secret and i go okay well i've told you secrets before and you've told them name one secret you've told me that i've told off the top of my head yeah and this is recorded well if i already told them they're no longer (laughs) secrets uh um but i've never told one of your secrets to someone that i know about what I was saying is that you yeah. probably have. No, I haven't. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> All right. But this is getting into the topic I want to talk about, which is good people and bad people. Mm-hmm. Like if you tell someone to keep a secret and they spread your business, yeah, bad person, right? Or yeah, at least, they do it on purpose. At yeah. least a bad person in that moment at the minimum. Yeah, I agree. So I signed up for unemployment in the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And... I don't make a lot of money, and I barely, I, you know, both my taxes. Can I, can I just interrupt you real quick? Yes, go ahead. Have, did you tell everybody about your tax fraud? I've never committed tax oh, fraud. Okay. What I did from both okay. my taxes and unemployment mm-hmm. is I sped through the forms as fast as I possibly can, and I put in, like, the minimums, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, I bet you if I had done my taxes properly, mm-hmm. I would have gotten money back. From the government. I actually donated money to the United States government. <laughs> I'm a patriot. But just, just so we're clear, you don't normally pay taxes. Well, I don't normally file my taxes. You're correct. I hadn't okay. filed them in a few years, but I caught up to get unemployment for Got, the pandemic okay. mm-hmm. because you're giving $600 a week. <laughs> right. <'cause, laughs> okay. But the way I did my taxes <laughs> mm-hmm. and my unemployment, minus the $600, I was getting $50 a week. I think $51 a week. Mm-hmm. So very low. So when the $600 ran out, I kind of stopped caring about the unemployment because I was only getting $51 a week. Right. Today, I had just, I was thinking, oh, I hadn't checked my unemployment in a while, probably a couple of months. Maybe, yeah, a few months. So I was like, I'm going to go in and check my unemployment collect my $200 or $400 or whatever is on there. I go in and it says that I have $6 on my unemployment. And I'm like, well, that's weird. I know I shouldn't have $6 because I haven't used it. I haven't Mm -hmm. touched it. And I go through and I see like Lyft charges and Uber Eats and grocery store and gas and all these things. I'm like, someone stole my my unemployment card, and I found $51. out. $51. But it turned probably $400. Right, over the months. Yeah, over, over the, the months. weeks. So I believe, I don't know how else it could be, it was the last people who rented my apartment. I Airbnb'd my apartment for 11 days. <laughs> okay. They came in, they took my unemployment card, and they left. And you left your unemployment card out. 
I mean, it was in my desk, but they went oh, through so my stuff. Oh, so they had to go through your stuff to get it. Okay. So now I'm thinking, what else did they take? Mm-hmm. Firstly, I'm thinking that. And, yeah, it's just, it's it's only $400. It's not the end it's of the world. It's so much more than that. It's but so much more than that. Because First of all, you... It just makes me sad that someone who I met them in person, I was very nice to them. Mm-hmm. I gave them great customer service. They could see that I'm not a rich human being based off of where I live and my belongings. They met me. I was very accommodating. It makes me sad that they would do that to me. Even though I don't know them. I just know that... I was telling you before, like, I'm not a perfect human being. I've gone to the grocery store and drinking a chocolate milk when I've gone shopping. Yeah, and that's put stealing. The milk. Just yeah. like the people stole from you. Yeah, I've done okay. that. I've gone, you know, I've gone through a self-checkout line and maybe forgot to scan an item or two. Right, stealing. Stealing. I'm not perfect. Mm-mm. But I can safely say I have never gone to someone's house, even if it's meeting them for the first time. I've never met someone and and thought to myself, what can I steal from this person? Or, you know, if I was with someone and they dropped their wallet, I'm not putting their wallet in my pocket. I'm get, returning the wallet. Right. And I'm not so, a thief. I Have I stolen in my life? Yeah. Have I stolen movies off the internet and software off the internet? Yeah. Have so I stolen from major you, co- corporations? Mm-hmm. Am I like yes. a Robin Hood style thief? Maybe. Ask me if I've ever done that. Have you ever done that? No. You've never used stolen internet the software? The only thing... No, no, wait. The only thing I have... Really? No, wait. Can I just say something real quick? Uh So the only thing that's ever been stolen, I never did it myself, but somebody did it on my behalf. So I have a friend... So you had someone steal for you. Well, I didn't know they were stealing it. I thought it was legal. You said, said, hey, can I have this for free? And you thought they bought it and gave it to you for free. You asked them to buy it for you? I thought they already... This is what I thought. I thought they already had it. Wouldn't that still be stealing? Because the license doesn't... No, no, no. If they already... See, I didn't know. So there's a loophole. So now, <laughs> now only, now, now, now I don't believe you when you said I've never stolen because you're lying. I'm no, I, I didn't. Lie. Okay, but this is the thing. There's a loophole. So I, I asked a friend. I needed a, a, some software on the internet, and he said, "Yeah, I have that for you." And the last time I dealt with anything um, like that was Final Cut, Final Cut Pro. So you stole Final Cut Pro? No, no, no. I bought it. I bought it. They give you the CD to download. This is back when you had, this uh-huh. was like early 2000, 2005, something like that. And then you could download it like twice on two different computers or whatever it was. So Just that's so you what know, I thought. When you get Final Cut Pro and mm-hmm. you could put it on two different computers mm-hmm. on software, that doesn't mean that you could split it with a friend and mm-hmm. go have these. That's not, by law, you still stole. Oh, I didn't do that. When I you still get have two, like, like when you buy Windows, for example. Yeah, you're not supposed to. No, you I could put it on Same thing with all Netflix. of your computers. That doesn't mean you'd be mm-hmm. like, well, I bought it so I could give it away to all my friends and family because it technically allows me to do that. If we're talking law. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so I never you're did a that. thief. No, no, I never did that. You but just saying, told me you did it with Final Cut. No, no, no. I said and that. you just told me. No, no, no. I, I, still have, I still have the Final oh. Cut box at my house. Okay. And I've only downloaded for the new Final Cut. When you bought Final Cut 7, that mm-hmm. doesn't give you Final Cut 10. It doesn't mean you bought Final Cut forever. Yeah, I understand. Okay, but you have Final Cut 10 on your computer. No. I don't. You, I've stolen software for you, <laughs> is the point I'm trying to make. So you're a liar. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know you were stealing it. 
You did. I thought you were doing it out of the kindness of your heart. No, you didn't think I was buying it for you. (laughs) You didn't say, hey, Ari, can you get me this for free? And you didn't think in your head, oh, cool. I just said that, and Ari's going to go buy it for me. No, I thought there were. I thought it was yours, and you were taking it off your computer and giving it to my computer because you didn't need it anymore. That would still be stealing. Why? Because, like I said, you can't. You didn't think I was doing that, and <laughs> even if I was, that's not how lo- software licensing works. Okay, I didn't understand the software licensing. Okay, you're a thief. The point <laughs> I'm trying to make is, me and you are not perfect. But I'm as I'm pretty close. We're not perfect. Yeah. We're not perfect, but we're pretty close. I would trust you if, if you came and stayed at my apartment. I, would, I wouldn't, f- with, for a second, think that I would come back and find stuff missing. You would trust me 100% if you left your house to me. Yes. And nothing would be gone. Absolutely, I would. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think if you rented your apartment to me, you would at least trust I wouldn't steal from it. Maybe you I would, would think I would you. do things, other things to your apartment you wouldn't like, <laughs> but I, I would like to think that you wouldn't think I would steal from you. I, I, I believe that. My wife 100% does not believe that. <laughs> she thinks I would steal. <laughs> yes, she believes. <laughs> if we came back, there would be nothing in that house. I mean, I That's might take out faith. some things that shouldn't be there. <laughs> like I make it better. No, I'm just kidding. One time well, I actually, I rented my apartment to a friend. Uh-huh. I won't say his name, a mutual friend of ours. Could you tell me off air? Yeah. Okay. And he was staying there for a few months. I was subletting my apartment to him. Yeah, while well, you were still there. No, I was not oh, there. Oh, okay, when you were gone. I was in a different apartment. And I come back and some of my furniture is missing. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> and I go, dude, what happened to the my chairs they were actually my parents chairs that they had given to me okay legally they legally passed on their chairs to me <laughs> and they were like i wouldn't have bought those chairs but you could tell they were nice chairs yeah. to who bought them you know what uh-huh. i mean like maybe you could say they're ugly chairs subjectively but they were cast iron backings they were really nice cushions you could tell they were a quality expensive chair right and i go what happened to the chair and he goes they were ugly. I got rid of them. And I'm like, got rid of them. Like, you threw them away? And he says, yeah. In my head, I'm like, don't you think you could have maybe <laughs> called me and told me? Maybe I would have caught, put them in storage, would have told you, hey, those are expensive chairs. Don't do that. Those are my parents' chairs. But he didn't replace the chairs. There wasn't an empty, there was just he an did. empty spot. Oh, he okay. did, but they were got Ikea it. shit, mm-hmm. you know? So... Again, and that was less of you're a bad person, more of you're an idiot in that situation. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think I it's pretty think obvious what this person was doing. The chair person? Yeah. Whoa, what? They switched it out. They took the better chairs and replaced it with junk. No, no. I don't think he was doing that. I think he oh. legitimately threw out the nicer chairs because oh. he didn't like them. But still, it's kind of, it's not your place to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, or maybe no. if you held I on didn't to say, them. Yeah, I didn't say, hey, this is your apartment. Feel free to throw away all my furniture. Mm-hmm. I said, you're subletting my place. It comes with my furniture, and then I'm going to come back in a couple of months. So, But in that case, I don't view him to this day as what a horrible person for oh, doing yeah. that. Okay. I view him as a inconsiderate buffoon. Yeah. But the person who took my debit card, my unemployment card, from my desk drawer... Went through my drawer, took that, and has been spending money on it. I view that as a thief. 
Yeah, but what's surprising to me is you've been robbed already through Airbnb, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not just a little bit. They stole a lot. Yeah, I got ransacked once. And you got ransacked. And then you've also had um, an, a girl, an ex-girlfriend at the time take everything out of your house and sell it right under you. The fact that you're that trusting. No, no, no. no, no. I didn't have an ex-girlfriend sell all my stuff. She got really mad at me. And while I was at work, took my stuff and gave it to the garage sale. Right. Not, not trying to make money off of it. Just was yeah, she gave it away. Over. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. to screw you over. But I can't believe you're that trusting. I can't believe you would have even an open drawer where you would put your debit card. For so People are obviously animals. You're right. I, I could do a better job. It's, it's less about me being trusting and more about me being lazy and thinking, I'm going to hide my debit card in the back of this drawer where the chances are going to go through. And also, these people are paying thousands of dollars to use my apartment, yeah. thinking they're, you know, well, but you're right. Part of it's on me of being that trusting with my stuff and not having, not doing the due diligence of going through my apartment and taking out valuables, things with personal information on it. I guess the problem like I have is that. that should have been in my safe. Yeah, it should have been. Should have been. Uh, you're right. Had I stayed there, or you know, had a decent person stayed there, they, they wouldn't have, they done wouldn't that. have taken it. I wouldn't right. even go through. I've been. I've stayed in bed, Airbnbs. I don't go through anybody's stuff. It's right. just it's, it's weird. weird to me. Yeah. But I wouldn't put it past anybody. People are. I, I hate people. People are animals. Right. They're animalistic They're by horrible. nature. They're yeah. awful. They're and see, awful. here's where me and you are different. I okay. probably, if I was bored one day, mm-hmm. I might go through someone's stuff if I was renting their apartment and staying there. But I would not steal. You would snoop. I would snoop. Yeah. yeah, I could see you doing that. Yeah, I might snoop. Uh, that's might. not as bad. Yeah. And this is, I wouldn't like, if I was in your house for the night for like a party, I would not snoop around your house. I'm saying if I was paying you money and I was in your apartment for a month, which is the situation they were in. Yeah, right. So if I, was, if I rented your apartment for a month, I might snoop a little. I might open some drawers. Okay. But that's it. <laughs> I, that's ex- I'm willing for, to admit that right now. Yeah. I, no, yeah. Um, I don't know if I, I don't think I would. I think I, I would think go stupid with your job. Yeah. But, uh, but when it comes to people staying out, I have so little respect for people. And uh, I, I think people are animalistic by nature. And we have, we have all these rules in society in order to get along together, right? Whether it's traffic rules or laws or um, um, harming people, uh, whatever. We have all these rules to stay together. And, and the, all, those were all put in place by people in order to live amongst each other. And yeah. I just think it's like that's th- the people revert back to their animalistic nature. And it, how can I put this? People um, suck. People yeah, are they're shit. awful. They're awful. So I w- had I rented, first of all, I would never rent my place out because I don't trust anybody. I, I would rent I it out to you. I the money. Yeah. yeah. And you couldn't it's find not, anybody listen, you knew. You think, you think I want to rent out my apartment to strangers? I, I think you'll don't. do... I definitely don't. It, well, I don't have fun having strangers come and me being homeless for a month and I w- was couch surfing and sleeping at my parents' house. Oh, is that and, what you were doing? In Stephen Fury's apartment. Yeah, I wasn't oh, I having fun doing that. <laughs> I thought you were out it on vacation like or something. It wasn't like a game to me. <laughs> it wasn't like, I'm going to rent my apartment because I can. No, I wanted the money from it. Okay. I didn't know. I, I just thought it was you were out on vacation and no. you wanted to make a little extra money no, while you were I out. No, I it up. And it was, well, I mean, I did want extra money. Well, listen, I wasn't, was I in desperate need to do it? Like, if I don't rent out my apartment, I'll be homeless? No, mm-hmm. it wasn't that. But I could have used the money. It was tough times right now. Stand up is dead. That's how I've been making my living for the last three years. 
doing stand-up and there is no stand-up do you think it's ever coming back yeah but who knows when a year from now maybe have you thought about moving i really want to move where to i want to build my van out live in you live out van of your van and just go wherever the wind takes me I bet most people say you're stupid when you when you say that, huh? Or laugh at you. Uh, I think that's the greatest idea. I want to do it. It's not. No one said you're stupid or is like laughed at me. Mm-hmm. But I think it's definitely not a lifestyle for everyone, and a lot of people view it as well. I I wouldn't do that, so I don't know why he would that type of thing. Okay. But they also don't <clears throat> realize. Anyone who I show these van life videos to on YouTube, then go. Oh, I could do that. They don't realize that I'm not, like, sleeping in my car. I have a full-size memory foam mattress in the backseat. I have a sink with running hot water. I have a desk. I have internet. I have electricity. I have lights. The only thing I don't have is unlimited hot water and a lot of space. That's it. Yeah. I have a closet. I have a toilet. That I could take shits in and pisses in. I have everything, literally everything, except I won't be able to take long showers, and I won't have a lot of space. That's it. That sounds. Per- if I wasn't yeah, like married, I, can't I would work do that. out in my van. Right. You know? I, I'm gonna have to stop places and work out. There's a lot of people who are into that lifestyle. You're definitely yeah. not because it's all you need. That's mm-hmm. what you've come to find. Yeah. You go listen. Is this ideal? Would I like a bedroom and a living room and an office? Of course I would. But this is all you need, this van. Oh, you're absolutely right, especially if you're an outdoorsy type person. Mm -hmm. If you're going to surf or if you're going to go mountain climbing or hiking, you really only need a place to sleep. I mean, even if – because there's people when I go surfing up and down. Now that I'm closer to the PCH, I take off up north a lot. And you see it all the time, people in vans, and they'll just park out alongside. So that's their – that's their front yard for the night is the beach. A lot of people who live this van life that I'm planning on possibly living have 24-hour fitness memberships. And they yeah. they go there to work out and shower. They hang out with their friends. They go to the beach, and then they crash in the van. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm trying to talk my wife into it. We want to get a school <laughs> There's bus. There's a lot of van couples. I know. Uh, school bus couples... Even more room. Like a school bus is more room than you need. That's almost like a little apartment. School that's buses my, have a lot of room. That's not my idea. I saw it on Netflix. But since I sure. when, once I saw that, I was like, that, um, that's doable. The bus conversions, are they're huge. Uh-huh. Like you have plenty of space for you and a girl. The th- problem with a school bus and my, why I didn't go with a school bus is even though I do like going to national parks and venturing off into remote destinations, which a bus per for, I also know – that I'll be in LA a lot yeah. and I'll be going to cities to do mm. stand-up or whatever to visit people and getting around in a bus besides the gas cost is you, where are you going to park that in LA? Right. It's going to be really hard. That and then trying to find somebody to work on it everywhere you go. I don't think that would even be that hard. I'm you sure you could be find a bus mechanic. They're, yeah. they're, you know, they're pretty reliable diesel. You could find a reliable one or a common one. Well, they run forever. Yeah. That's why That's why they're so intriguing The issue me. for me would just be parking, that school bus. Yeah, like you no, live in Santa smart. Monica right now. Uh-huh. You moved to Santa Monica. Yeah. Where are you going to park that thing? That yeah, there's bus. no room for that. There's uh-huh. nowhere. Even if – because the reason – what I'm picturing is if I were to do this, it would be for – Coastal access. It'd be so I could wake up and surf mm-hmm. in the morning, be there, and not have to drive out. Even though yeah. I'm pretty close now, I uh-huh. could go to a specific surf spot sure. that I want to be in. Um, you can go camping <clears> wherever. <throat> you could make trips to North Cal, to yeah. Mexico, and just all to over. get around Oregon. in a van is, yeah, yeah. is much easier. But I can't do, with two people. It'd be mu- it'd be a lot harder. I don't think it would. 
a van would to be. Li- to live in a van like I'm doing, uh-huh. that, it would be a little cramped with two people. How, a how bus s- is huge. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because that's why I, I would like to do a van, but I'm thinking mm-hmm. that would be hard with two people. It'd be hard, but people do it for sure. There's tons of van couples How many on square YouTube. foot do you have in your van? I don't even know. I'm guessing 65 square feet. 65, okay. I'm guessing. I don't really know. It's probably a little... Mm, yeah, okay. And I, I got a fairly it, big van, too. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be wait. That's too tight for two people. It'd be tight. You'd have to both be straight up minimalist. And when I say, first off, you'd have to give up your cats. Secondly, they're not my cats. Your wife's cats, mm-hmm. which makes them your cats. So first well, they're off, not really mine. You would both have to give up the cats. If we got a divorce, they go to her. Agreed. But who's been feeding them when your wife's in San Diego? Uh, she takes them with her. Really? Yeah, a lot of the times. Okay, fine. The, your wife would have to give up her cats. Okay. And you would both have to get a, three outfits for it. Like that's it. That wouldn't be an issue for us. So far, we so far if we're checking off the list, I'm okay. We can do this. Last issue. Well, wait. The cats. So actually, no. Yeah, we're already off. She wouldn't. She would never cats. do it. Yeah. She wouldn't give them to her parents or something. Uh, I don't think so. So that yeah. So it's already off. But I'm just ta- from now, a minimal. When the cats die. Okay. If you can get to three outfits each, you could probably do it. Now, here's the last issue. You will have to piss and shit in front of each other. I'm not willing to do that. You're not? No, I wouldn't be willing so to do that. So you're out. Yeah, I'm yeah. out. Um, but The bus life you could still do, though. Yeah. You could even have a cat on the bus. Buses are huge. Buses, you have a bedroom section, a kitchen section. They're, it's basically a, an apartment. Yeah, I don't. I think I could talk my wife into it. I think I could, as long as she could keep her cats, and then the bus maybe. How many cats does she have? Two. Yeah. (sighs) I hate cat people (laughs) and cats. But you know what? I know my wife hates you. She doesn't know me though. Well, she. I tell her. I know your wife. She doesn't know me. Well, I mean, I. I tell her a lot. Exactly. I found that the only people that hate me, uh-huh. because I am a non-likable person. I there think. are a lot of guys, girlfriends, and wives that don't like you. A lot. Who else do you know of? Um, besides your who wife? are we just talking about? Well, uh, we, um, I know someone's ex-girlfriend that hated ex-girlfriend me. Ex-girlfriend that hated you. John Parr's ex. <coughs> right. Hated she me. hated you. My wife hates you. Your wife doesn't um, really hate me. I'm pretty sure she does. <laughs> she doesn't know me. <laughs> Uh, well, she. I tell her one time you you, you said, "Hey, <clears throat> let's go to the Hong Kong in TJ," and I didn't even know what the Hong Kong was. And I asked her, and she said, "No." She said, "No, absolutely not. No way. We're not doing that." She said, Where, um, "Who told you about the Hong Kong?" I said, "Well, Ari. Ari told me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you painted me in a picture where she's not gonna like me. But I will say this. So also, you told me to drop out of school when I was going back to school. You, and she didn't and like you that. probably now see that I was right. Well, but she, I'm just saying she didn't like you because of that. And uh, then one time you told me to leave. You told me to leave her, and I told her about that. I don't remember that. <laughs> he said, I, he said uh, I shouldn't get married uh, if I want to be a good comedian. I don't uh, think I would say it that. It was something about maybe not as get- a joke. I would say that. Okay, then maybe you were joking, but I told her. God, <laughs> you tell her everything, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but what I was going to say is, everyone I know that I've come across that doesn't like me. Yeah. I've like I, my friend Alex, my neighbor Alejandro. You know yeah. him, Alex. He was telling me about a couple people that said they didn't like me. That's so weird to me. And but when I heard about those people, <clears throat> I literally didn't know who they were. Huh? They were people that didn't mm. don't know. The point is they yeah. don't know me, or maybe they met me once in passing. I would actually say you're a popular person. 
I think you're I'm popular. Not, thank you. But I think I'm if not, this were high school, cool. you'd be one of the, maybe not, you wouldn't be the, the high school quarterback popular, but you'd be everybody like, hey, Ari, it's Ari. Yeah, we love Ari. I think you feel that way because because I'm so because you're not unlikable, but because you, if you we were in high school, you would be kind of like you have three friends and that's it, and you'd keep to your friend group. <laughs> so you view me as that guy when in fact I'm not that guy. Who um, I think compared to you, I am that guy. But compared I'm not to that me, guy. you're popular. Compared to you, I think I'm popular. But what am I doing wrong not, to not be popular? I think you're just kind of a secluded individual. You like to surf. You like to longboard. You you live with your wife and but two you cats do too. that's far away. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you're more into it. Like, I don't winter surf. I don't have a wife. I don't live far away from everyone. I'm a, I am put myself out there a little bit more. But I, I just moved far away from everyone. Listen, I forced myself. I have podcasts. Who invited you over here today? You. You didn't invite me to hang out with you. I invited you to hang out. I invited you to hang out. Not today. No. No, last couple times I talked to you, I said, you want to do something? You go, oh, I can't. I'm scared of COVID. No, I said that once. Yeah, once too many. (laughs) All right. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. I'm not saying I disagree. I wanted to get your story on my podcast of the most interesting thing about you. And you know the answer to this? Huh? Are you trying to fish something out of me that you already know or no? I know some of it. <clears throat> but I want to hear about the school shooting. Oh, you really want to get into that? Yeah. How how much how far do you want to get into this it? This is a I'm trying to make a invigorating podcast. Okay, here. how much time do you have? All the time. Okay. If we go into this, we're going into it. Yeah, I don't want to no, not go into it. I okay. want to go into this because in, in order to get this, in order to get this out correctly, um there's a lot of things you need to know leading up to it. Um, oh, I didn't even know. See, I'm learning. Yeah, I'm and already, then things I'm I've learned about. I've learned past uh, in since everything went down. Uh, so I'm actually glad. You know what I found? People are actually scared to bring it up to me when they find out that I really? was in a school shooting. Yeah. Who? Um, just people in general. I, every once in a while, I'll come in in conversation, and I'll notice they'll steer away from it. Well, you know what? Okay, I'm not scared to bring it up with you because we're friends and mm-hmm. it's interesting. But if I don't know the person it does feel personal to bring up. You know what I mean? Okay. Like if I'm just meeting you and I found out you're in a school shooting, I don't know that I would want to ask you a bunch of questions about it for because maybe it'll bring up trauma and maybe maybe you get asked about it all the time and I don't want to be another guy at, like Very rarely. picking your Right, but I wouldn't know that. You know what I mean? Most people don't like know, Like if you actually. met someone with who's missing an arm. The first thing out of my mind, mouth would be like, what happened to your arm? You would? Yeah. See, I would leave it. I would pretend really? like they so had two arms. Why do you have to pretend that it's not there? It's not that it's not that I'm pre- actually pretending that it's not there, but I don't want to be like, "Hey, what happened to your arm?" because either A, what if it they're like it's horrible and traumatic and they don't want to talk about it, or B, everyone asks them that and now I'm just another like here. It's like when it's like people with tattoos don't want to yeah. be asked about their tattoos. I think they do. No, they don't. I think they Talk do. Talk to anyone with tattoo, they go, tattoo. Ugh. No. Whenever you, whenever when you're like, oh, what's your tattoo say? They're like, oh, fucking, it says this and this. And then you go, oh, what's the, that signify to you? They're like, oh, fucking shit. It signifies, you know, that's they don't want to go into it. That's not the experience I've had. Really? When I ask people about their tattoos, they're like, let me sit down. How much time do you have? Just like I did. <laughs> really? Yeah, let me okay, go then over. Maybe well, this people color. just don't want to talk to me. Because <laughs> when I ask them, anyone about their tattoos, they're never like, okay, well, it means this and it's this. They're always like, oh, it's a, it's a tulip and... Are we talking about strangers or people you know? Both. 
Oh. No one wants to go into their tattoos. When I ask strangers about their tattoos, they always want to tell me about them, everything. And then they start bringing up other tattoos I didn't even know they had. When I was just talking about their arm, they're like, oh, check maybe this one out Maybe you have tattoos. They're more, maybe it's a tattoo bond thing. I don't know. But for me, I don't experience that. And same thing with, uh, it's kind of like when a, someone finds out you're a comedian, they say, tell me a joke. Yeah, that's you're annoying. Like, fucking shit. So that that's what I'm when somebody about. says, uh, oh, you should use this. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, I hate that. Okay. And that to me, be. that's, hey, what happened to your arm? What about you? Would you ever get a tattoo being Jewish? I really want tattoos, yeah. And your family's against it, huh? Your mom and dad? Uh, my mom is. I would think your but mom not your dad of, probably not. My so. parents aren't even Jewish. I mean, oh, they okay. are, like me. But no, no one in my family believes in God. Oh, okay. Or you know what I mean? Like yeah, No right. one goes to temple or synagogue or whatever. No one gives a fuck about Judaism in my family. Do you have any family members that were... Since you're going to bring up my history, uh-huh. um, that's so traumatizing. Do you have any families that were were over in Europe during World War II? My, my grandfather. My, he was in my the mother's father. Have you ever talked about that on here? No, because I don't know about it. Oh, okay. He, so he came over here when he was like 10 or something? After the Holocaust. Right, no, right as it was oh, beginning. Oh, wow. Okay. He was able to escape Germany. And, or Poland, sorry, not Germany. Yeah. He, was, he was from Poland. And he I was went able there last to escape. summer. And come over to America and then grew up in America. But he died when I was three. Okay. <clears throat> and he was a kid. So it's not, I don't have a big story about it. That's just it. Oh, all right. You should yeah. find out. That's interesting. No, it is interesting. And, it's yeah. just, and you got to carry it on somehow. You know, don't let that story die. But it died with him. He never told Never told anybody. Never talked about it. I mean, he was it. a kid. The, the, okay. it's, that's really well, the story. The reason so I ask you there that. Was, there was Hitler was coming to power and talked about how he wanted to kill all the Jews. Okay. And as that was just beginning, he was his family was able to gather just enough money to send him over to America from Poland mm-hmm. so he could escape that. And then he grew, you know, as a little kid, he grew up in America and became an engineer and lived a fairly normal immigrant life. Have you done lived any ancestry.com with him? Not with him, but I've done 23andMe. Okay. Well, the reason I'm bringing it up is because, you know, especially in that situation, you don't want his story or anything like that to die. You want, you know, you want it to be passed down forever. And I feel that way on a different level, obviously, with, your school with the school shooting. shooting because, well, I actually... The, sorry to interrupt. His story is, there's better Holocaust stories than his. Of course. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not comparing the two at all. Right, but right. But I'm saying there's people who were at the school, sh- the, the school shooting that I had an experience with that were on the other side of campus. Had nothing to do with that as well, but they still have a story. Right. There's see that's so their stories, they could die. <laughs> I didn't say yeah. that. If, no, someone, I never said that. if someone was in a school shooting on the other side of campus, they they heard the gunfire. Oh, I see what you're saying. And then the story doesn't and their get story is, yeah, I was on the other side of campus and uh I heard the gunshots. It no, was crazy. There's there's so much more to it than what about I know, but their story could die. I want to hear oh, someone's uh, story. Okay. Either who got wounded in <laughs> battle. I wasn't wounded. Or who knew, like, maybe, who saw the gunfire and saw someone get shot. Like, that's where the story, I don't even know your story. I don't even remember it. I don't Have think we ever, ever talked told, about it? I guess we've we never talked, talked about, about it, it huh? but not in great detail. Okay. Um, well, I sort of get it. Well, what I was talking about earlier when I was telling your grandpa to, to, to carry his story is on, I uh-huh. get, I've start, found myself lately, and, and we're what? We're like 20, 21 years, 19 years since the shooting happened. People wow. forget about it. So we should also, let's set the, uh, the time frame. Okay. This was, what year did this happen? 2001. 2001. And what was your high yeah. school called? Santana High School. Santana High School. So this was and this is in one San of Diego, the Santee. San Diego, California, Santee, uh, Santana High School. Mm-hmm. 
this was, would you say, one of the earlier school shootings in yes. America? Like now, school shooting, sadly, right. is like, oh, another school this shooting, was, and they blend together. I couldn't yes. name all the school shootings, mm -hmm. but I remember this one, especially because I'm from San Diego. Right. But also, I think it was a national giant story because it was one of the early one of the first few school shootings, yes, right? exactly. Yeah. So it was, from what I rem remember, and I remember saying this back then as well, but it was the first like major school shooting after Columbine. So Columbine, I believe, was 99, and then we were 2001. And it's weird because I remember when Columbine happened, ta hearing it on the radio, and then they were talking about, you know, everything that had happened. And, and, uh, and we were, you know, talking about it to kids at our school or, or parents as we were going to pra baseball practice. And then all of a sudden, the two years later, it happened at our school. So it was kind of bizarre. But yeah, yeah, it was probably the first major school shooting that was not not only national but worldwide news because it was it was everywhere. Right? We had people from different countries calling us. Yeah, um, not just me, but I mean other friends of mine as, as well. It who was had a heard big about deal. It. And you said this is two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah. So I remember it being a big deal, but I was also a child. Okay. 2001, I was like 12 years old, something like that. Let's yeah. see, I was born 89, so 99. Uh, yeah, 12 year, I was about 12 years old. Okay. So I do remember this, but you, you know how when you're a kid, some things kind of just pass through you and aren't yeah. that big of a deal to you when they should be? Well, also, like, the weird thing about this is that not only did Santana happen, but then a, I don't even remember, maybe a, a two weeks later, there was Granite Hills, which was only a couple miles away from had a school shooting. So, I mean, somebody who lived in San Diego, boom, kids died here. Then, boom, there's another shooting here. So I would think that it'd be, it would weigh even heavier on someone your age living in San Diego, knowing that what is all of a sudden, what is going on down there? You would think so, but it didn't. No. Okay. <laughs> I remember it, Yeah. but I don't remember it being... I was never scared, scared to go to school. Oh, okay. I was never, I didn't think much about it. And I don't know if that's because I'm insensitive or if it's because nah, I was 12 years old. Yeah. But anyway, 2001, you're going to Santana High. How old are you at this point? So I think I'm a, I'm a junior in high school, high school so at the time. Yeah, so you're so 15, 14? No, junior, I was 17. 16, 16 17. 17, okay. yeah. I believe I was 17. And I was a junior. Um, and so there was a, I would say there's, a, you know, what's weird about this is I remember there was a lot of hate at our school. Just, I don't know, a lot of animosity people. I just remember a lot of fights happening at this time around student body. Um, and, and I remember you say, sorry to interrupt. Uh, I just want to get more details on that. The animosity, who was it between? Uh, no, no, just student body. Just seemed like there was a lot of angry kids. Just anger, angry kids versus not angry kids. It wasn't like a black versus white thing no. or Mexican. It wasn't anything like that. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, I just I remember a lot of fight. I remember one teacher going on. If it, we had something called Peace Week. I don't even remember what it was really about. It was just a, a week where we were putting up ribbons, and there was like a, there was a crazy number of fights that week for whatever. I remember a, a teacher like coming to in protest going, peace week. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a teacher came in. She goes, "Why is everybody so angry with each other? It's peace week or something like that." I'll never because this was right around the time. Um, but I also remember there were. Um, this is very weird. My dad, we're at my grandparents' house, and for some we were talking about high school. I think I was, it was me and my cousins were around, my little brothers, but I was the only one in high school out of us. And for some reason, he's like, man, there's going to be a school shooting there or something. I don't remember why that came up or why he said it, but sure but enough. now it's a weird omen, that right. fact that he called it. I remember because we were talking about how angry people were. For whatever reason, he's like, there's going to be a school shooting, man. And he was talking about my school, and for what, a couple years later... 
it really happened. I mean, and it's I, interesting that you say that now because, I mean, there's probably some level of anger of all kids going through puberty. Yeah. There's angry, horny kids. Yeah. Run, you know, going to their bodies changing and there's anger. But I also, just from being from San Diego, mm-hmm. Santee isn't a ghetto neighborhood, but it's kind of not a nice neighborhood either. In the at this time, for this in this story, no, I don't think it has anything to do with this. But I um, think it it kind of does in a, in a weird way because you don't have a lot of fighting going at Torrey Pines High School. For example, oh, you there's, okay. no, there, well, I mean, there's here and there, there are fights. Well, just so we can clarify, Tory Pines is a very upscale right. neighborhood, very upscale school. Right, and that's the high school I went to. So right. it should be clarified that, yeah, there were fights at Tory Pines, but they would get broken up very fast. Okay. They were, they were not the norm. I don't We're think it was at, any different than most public middle middle to lower middle class, whatever middle class. But public I imagine schools. at Santee, I, I and correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. There, were, like you said, there was fighting all the time. There was not angry all the kids. time, but there no. were fights. I wouldn't yeah. say all the time. I just know this one period of Peace Week, there happened to be a lot of fights. So for some yeah. reason, that sticks out. <laughs> but yeah, if I, you know, there were fights. It wasn't uncommon, mm-hmm. but it wasn't an everyday thing either. Got it. And nobody was scared to go to school or walk down the street. It wasn't like that. It wasn't you know, some crazy bad neighborhood. Right. Um, but it wasn't Tory Pines either. Thought, oh, it was a nice. It was a nice place to grow up. I thought. Yeah. Um, but there were some obviously troubled youth, and especially at this this time when everything all kind of created. I think the perfect storm. Okay. So what happened was, um, uh, so it was in March, and I remember it was towards the. We had like breaks in between classes, you know, and you could go. It was a snack break, so you had ten minutes, right? And then there would be a three bell system. So first bell. Uh, snack is over so get going to your class second bell meant you had one minute left if you don't make it to class in a minute then you got to go to lockout lockout was where if you don't make the class on time you go sit in a room and stare at a wall basically and you don't so you skip that class right and you don't get credit for going to that class that day if you're late to class you just don't get to go to class right they won't let you in i'll say this my high school had nothing like that (laughs) no no because everybody was going to class on time well so let's say I would show up 10 minutes late to a class. Your teacher didn't care. No, she might say something like, you got to show up on time. You can't do that. She might even mark me late. I think there was a, a tardy system. Okay. But it would be insane if she was like, you're late. You got to go sit, go to the late room where you, now you don't get to go to class. Like that mm-hmm. was not a thing at my school. Uh, they and even a- thinking about it now, that's really to me, bad for education because that means they skip out the class instead of getting part of it. And no, I disagree because it, it taught you to get to class on time. And if a certain amount of going to lockout, however many times, what it was three, four, five, you were expelled from the class. So then you lose credit. And now you got to go to summer school or whatever it else. So you didn't want to miss. Yeah, but it made it. I get what you're saying. Now I you're ready the for the workforce for when you get out. I liked it. And, and I guess honestly, that's true. It gets you ready for the workforce. But I got it kicked also... out of PE, and that was my class for six months. So I, I, I lockout. And so I know how boring it could be, and nobody wanted to be there. Yeah, but it would also create anger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never thought of that, I guess. <laughs> like lockout um, would make a bunch well, of kids. And I, I could also see it where, like, let's say it was a good kid. Yeah. Who, for whatever reason, had five lockouts well, okay, and is stop kicked right out there. of class. Here's now the he's thing. an angry, bitter kid who hates school. That didn't happen. Most teachers didn't abide by that rule. They they would. So there were certain unless, ones that unless would. Unless you're a troublemaker. Yeah. Or that teacher was just a dickhead. Correct. Yeah. If, yeah. if it was somebody that was reoccurring, always late, then they're probably going to do it. And most teachers didn't 
most teachers didn't care, but it was a thing. It's just well, that's where the bell system was there. Yeah. A lot of all teachers, if you were a good student, I remember good students would come in late every once in a while because obviously they had an issue. Mm-hmm. Teachers would let them write in. Yeah. But I think if you were a repeat offended, yeah, they had no problem. And a yeah. lot of the times it was a lot of the same people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A few it, guys was all the re- it was the rejects, the troubled kids. The, well, we weren't rejects. The potheads, we you know, it was... The stoners, um, it was whatever, kids who hated school. It was kind of like, and then the kids yeah. who just, like me, I wasn't a stoner or pothead at all. I just, you weren't going to tell me what to do, I guess. Um, <laughs> Except they did tell you what to they do. They did tell me what to do, <laughs> and I learned my lesson. Day. But you know what? I didn't. I wasn't late anymore after after I got kicked out of class and that became my class. I, I started going on time. It taught yeah. me because I didn't. Nobody wanted to be there. It was yeah. awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It basically did tension. Right, and then if yeah. you go to class, you're around your friends. You go to this, you're around, you know, people. You, you, I don't know. Yeah. It's not as fun. You're not around the girls you want to be around. So who wants to go to lockout? Anyway, that's what the bell system was. And we always wait. um, There's a two quad area. So a big grass area, which we called big quad. And then two hallways that led into the the west quad, which is small, another small grass area. So those are two big hangouts, right? Mm -hmm. And I hung out in the big grass area quad, which is by one of the hallways that empties out into the small quad. Does that make sense? Mm but in between classes, those things, be, it was like herding cattle. It was just, you could barely move. You could only move as far as both quads or on the small quad? Um, getting from the big quad to the small quad and vice versa, because classes were on either side. The quads uh-huh. were aligned with classes. So going through the hallway to get to your class, it just became a giant cluster. And you, it was really hard to get through. It took you a few minutes to get past just to get 100 feet, you know, through everybody. Yeah. So what this guy did was he took up. There was a bathroom that, that um, the, so the large quad area where the grass area is, I hung out right before the, the hallway started. You walk through the hallway, there's a bathroom at the end of it that points right into the hallway, and then there's a, there's the small grass quad right there. So there's the shooter took, took up in the bathroom that pointed right into the hall because he knew it would be like picking, just picking people yeah, off. Yeah, if you shoot, you're going to hit someone. You're a fish in a barrel. Yeah. It really was like cattle. You could not move until the person in front of you moved a step. And you, it was that slow. Yeah. So this guy knew, you know, he obviously knew that he was going to set up there and just pick people off in that in that hallway. And for whatever reason, I, I needed to get by. I needed to go through that hallway. And I needed to pass that bathroom to get to my class that morning. But I waited. I waited till the, so the first bell rang. I never went after the first bell. I normally waited a few minutes or whatever right before that second bell, and then I would go. But for this time, I just felt, you know, I didn't really want to go for yeah. whatever reason. I was like, eh, I, don't, I know, I'm going to go to class, but I'm gonna, I'll get there at the last possible second. Uh-huh. And so the second bell rang, and now the, the, crowd is, the hallway is real crowded. So I started walking through, um, through the hallway to get to class. Um, right before I stepped in the hallway, I could see everybody running out of the hallway. And because they were, of the, the shooting, shooting? But I didn't know what was going on. Right. I just looked in the hall. I could see people leaving the hallway looking back. So they were looking. If I was over there, they were looking back. What's going on over here? And I remember one one tall blonde. I'll never forget the face, the look on her face. She had this this worried look that I mean, I still can't even explain. But it still fear. wasn't process. It was absolute fear. Yeah. But she had her. She wasn't running. She was just standing there looking back. And and she uh, was a tall blonde girl. And so I, I thought she it was hot? a fight. Uh, yes. Hell yeah. yeah. Was that important to the story? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's like this before. And um, so when you I, see a hot girl that's in fear, you want to help her. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so and when you see like a gross girl that's in fear, <laughs> you just feel bad for her. I can't her. imagine people don't like you. I don't. It's just such a <laughs> likable person. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Continue. But, and I, 
um, I remember her face. Just it was, it was just fear. And I, I go into the hallway because I thought it was a fight. But it didn't register why people were running running away from the fight. And when there were fights happened, everybody ran to them. And I'm mm-hmm. assuming that's how it was for most people. Yeah, Everybody ran so they could get a good spot to watch. So I, I kind of run over there to see, like, whoa, what's going on? I look at the end of the hall, and there's a kid laying on the ground. It looked like he had his hand over his stomach. I couldn't tell. So the first thing that went through my mind, I was like, oh, somebody stabbed this kid. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so I was just standing there watching, and all of a sudden... Had there been um, a stabbing at that school ever before that? No. No, no, no. no. But that was seeing a kid lay on the ground like that, yeah, holding his stomach. Assumed, yeah. I thought he got stabbed in a fight, which was weird. Um, because it was just fist fights. You know, mm-hmm. I'd never seen anything with weapons before at the school. And, uh, and so I, I come to the end of the hallway, and I have a friend with me who's still my best friend to this day. Uh, his name's John. And, I'm right um, here. <laughs> well, we weren't friends back then. Okay. And we grew up together. So we lived right across the street from each other, grew up together. Anyway, we were both going to class at the same time. We were going the same way. We walk into the hallway. There's a soda machine against the wall, which we were standing next to as we were kind of watching for this fight. And as we're wa- I'm watching this guy lay on the ground. The guy comes back, the shooter comes back out of the bathroom. And he just stopped. He- and I didn't see him at this point. All I hear is bam, bam, bam. Just, uh, I think, two or three shots. And me and my friend are holding the, the soda machine, and the, the first bullet went, I mean, within a foot or two of my head. So close, because he hit the stucco on the wall, and the stucco flew into our face. And my friend's hands were all cut up from it, because we were that close. So the stucco r- cut his hand? Right. So the bullet hit ricocheted off the wall, and all the stucco blew back into our face. And now, was he, cut when, up his hands. when that happened, was he trying to hit you guys specifically? Like, why did it get so close? See, or was he that, just shooting? I, I, one, I remember one time in high school, I couldn't sleep, because I thought he was aiming for me. But then, the more I think about it, he was just shooting randomly I think you're just spraying bullets I think it was spraying bullets also at that point I was one of the last people left in the hall because everybody else is this had is, ran so out. what happened was he yeah he had went in the bathroom to reload so I came out to the second shooting I didn't hear I guess I didn't hear the first shooting or something so he either went to the bathroom to reload and came back out or went to the bathroom after he shot a couple fires shot somebody else then came back out and shot again so I'm not sure what happened there um, but he came back out um, and the reason I bring up the soda machine is because you would go back. They they kept the soda machine there, and there was a bullet hole in it, wow. right where right where I was leaning. They kept against. the bullet hole soda machine. <clears throat> they just painted over it. Yeah, that's pretty wild that they did that. Yeah, you'd think they would just want to get all rid of all. You would think so too, that. right? Yeah. I, no, it was still there. They didn't get a new. It was a sorry. When I say soda machine, it was like there was a metal cage around it so that you couldn't break it to get your uh-huh. soda out. Um, that's what he hit, and so the the bull was the the bullet like ricocheted off of a metal piece, and you could see the dent that it hit. Um, the reason I bring that up is because I was leaning against that soda machine when he shot. Um, it must have been the second or third shot it was so mm-hmm. loud because it was in a hallway that the sound intensified. I remember I almost dropped to a knee, and I kind of used the soda machine to hold me up. I think because I was just. It was so intense, it was of so a loud. You were, yeah. It was, it, and, and I didn't think it was a firecracker. Everybody thought it was firecrackers. I knew, I knew something was up because the stucco had already hit me, and it was just so. It wasn't a firecracker. It was so loud in this hallway. Yeah. Um. I think that I just tried to turn, and I and I kind of fell to a knee. I was always turning, but I was holding the the, the soda machine. Now and was that's the soda right machine the also kind of guarding you from bullets a little bit? No, no, because no, it was to my side. Got it. So he hit the wall next to me. Then so, he hit the so, soda machine next to so, me. So. Pretend like I'm you. The yeah. soda machine's right here. Yeah. The shooter's coming from down there. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And so, and then the wall behind the soda machine, he hit first. Right. And then he, so hit, the, he hit that wall right there. Right. And Boom. then the soda machine 
um, right right above. And you how can many see the people are was, in the hallway at this point? Are there still people running past you? Um, is it like at that you point, and two I don't remember. People? The only thing I remember at that point, as far as people being in the hall, was me, my friend, and then like a special needs kid to my left. That's all I remember. And the, oh, and the guy at the end of the hallway who was holding his stomach got up and ran. So he was still alive. Right. So because at first I thought he was dead, and this guy was, he was holding his dead. stomach. I don't. Maybe. I think he was in shock. Uh, I don't think he knew what was going on either. I think he was laying there like, what? What happened? Did you and know then, that kid? Um, was I never stomach? found out who that was. I know yeah. kids that got shot afterwards, yeah. but I never found out who the kid laying on the ground was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he didn't die because I I found out the two kids that did die where they where they were. Only, he only killed two people. Yeah, he shot thirteen. He killed two. Seems like a yeah, pussy shooter. Yeah, a little. Yeah, I don't. I don't even want to say his name. I have no. You know, I don't even want to give him that credit. I just. Uh-huh. Um, Do you yeah, think he I still have, cares about getting that credit? No, I think. Uh, I think that. Like, uh, did he do it for fame? No, he did it. I think he did it back then. For, but there was a whole backstory to this, like I was going to tell you. Oh, yeah. There was something that happened the few, a day, a couple of days before, and I knew some of those kids as before. But let me just finish what yeah. happened here. Um, so he was shooting in the hallway. I see that kid ran. Once he hit the soda machine, I turned. It was my friend that I'm still friends with to this day, took off, and we ran to the parking lot with this, this special needs kid. But mm-hmm. we were, as soon as we turned the corner of the hallway, we knew, uh, we, but we didn't know what was going on. So we thought maybe there was a guy in the roof. He had a partner that was going to shoot down at us. So as, as much as I, now that I know it was out of the clear at that moment, we still didn't know. We thought, oh, no, there's going to be another guy over here waiting for me with a gun. Uh, we didn't know it was just one shooter. So even running, we ran to the parking lot to get into our car to, to leave. Um, even at that, at that moment, we thought there was still danger, even though there wasn't. Because you just don't know what's yeah. happening. Um, I remember thinking, oh, there's somebody on the roof going to pick me off now from behind. Right, which, yeah, which there could be the two. There could be yeah. two friends doing it. Because there yeah, was in some knew. of the school shootings, right? There was, right. Sometimes there were friends doing it, uh-huh. too, not just one this shooter. This one was just one guy. Yeah. Um, fortunately, you know. And so we, we all ran into, I ran to my car, and I remember, you know, just... I drove home. The thing is, it was, even as we were in the parking lot, there was ever, a lot of people were in the parking lot. Nobody still knew what was going on. We all thought like, no one knew, knew for sure, right? Yeah, someone's like, "There's firecrackers. There's a shooter." Right. You know, there's. And even though I had, you know, I saw what took place, it hadn't processed that. Yeah. I still thought I had to go back to class. <laughs> so I'm in the. I was looking around like, do we have to go to class still? Because you're yeah. not thinking right, right in that situation because you never expect it to happen. Sure. At your school, and um, so eventually I. Just I left. I drove out of the parking lot. I remember as I was driving home, I could see the the cops starting. They were flying past us. This was because, you know, as soon as they get an active shooter drill, they're on there sure. in a hurry. But I remember them passing me as I was as I was going home, and everybody met up um, across the street. There was a little mini mall with a across the street uh, from the school. Uh, from the school, yeah, mm-hmm. um, where everybody met up in a mini mall to make sure. You know, that's where everybody parents came and found them. Um, that's actually what happened. The shooter's dad came down asking his friends, hey, where's, where's, this, where's my kid? And they had to tell him, oh, uh, we Your think he's the one shooter. who did it. Yeah. Yeah. That must be embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, huh? It was his kid that did it. He, yeah. The guy ended up living across the street from me. I didn't the, know him. The dad? Um, the dad and the, and the kid, yeah, who did the shooting. What do you mean? He's out of jail? <clears throat> well, the, no, at the time. Oh, at the time they were living across the street. Yeah, from right. Wow. I mean, a, a few a few blocks away, but it's still across a busy intersection. Mm-hmm. And I had friends in that apartment. I didn't really know him that well. I knew some of the people that he hung out with. Um, yeah, and then it wasn't until later that night. A uh, 91X still didn't hit me until 91X came on. And, like, we've had a deadly shooting at Santa, and I heard my school name. 
um, on 91X, which is the radio station that was yeah. big out there. That's yeah. when it really My hit me. Line. Like, oh, man, people died today. That's when it f- finally hit me. It took all day to kind of set in. Yeah. I and think then it's did adrenaline. you think to yourself, wow, I'm lucky I didn't get shot. Then were you thinking back to when... You know, the bullets ricocheted off the wall. Yeah, that was, yeah, because we were so close, me and my friend. And then this guy was just at the end of the hall room. He was right there. Not to mention, should I have gone to class when I was supposed to? Puts me right there in front of where he would have walked out of that bathroom. He shot He shot my friend in the bathroom and then back of the neck. Killed but, him? Um, no, he lived, actually. He got shot in the back of the neck? Back and of the he neck. was in yeah. the bathroom with the shooter right. and lived? Yeah. Wow. And, uh, so lucky. I haven't talked to him. I mean, I haven't heard from him for probably 15 years but last I heard he was having a kid and he was married so he was doing well yeah. but we played basketball together we were on the basketball team together the kid who got shot he was using a urinal and I think the guy came up behind him and shot him in the back of the neck and those two from what I understand because I um, had maybe had some run in before so I'm still not sure if he picked him off on purpose but he uh-huh. shot some other kids in the bathroom too so like uh, one kid I, apparently he pointed the gun at and then as soon as he put the pistol on his face, he realized that he knew the kid from a soccer. I guess they were on a soccer team together when they were little. And he pointed it and shot somebody else instead. So that kid was on the news giving an interview, and he was telling the story. He was crying. I oh, remember. that he let him go. Right. That the shooter pointed the gun wow. at him, recognized him. Was like, he was a kid with a tear. I remember that we played, I played soccer with that kid that gave the interview. That's and intense. Then, uh, right. And then the, the kid put the gun down and went after somebody else. So he was kind of like trying not to hit people he knew. I get, see, I don't know how many people. people. I still don't know how. Cl- I've stopped. I used to follow his case when he would when he would try and. Yeah, um, at some point it ended. At some I'm point, sure. I was like, I don't know because I think he still pleads, and there's still in the Union Tribune, San Diego paper still runs articles about what how he's doing ever so often. Oh, weird. Yeah, and so every once in a while, somebody would would show me the interview, and I stopped caring at this time. You know, I hope he stays in forever. I hope he never uh-huh. gets out. Um, so I don't know, but anyway, there's more information has come out since I've last oh, interesting. paid attention to everything. Yeah. I want to know now. Plus, there's documentaries that he's that he's been in. I watched. Oh, the, I want to see that too. Yeah, there's or and I don't think it was all about him, but he was in specific ones. They I just can't really. Him. Yeah, um, but I can't look at him anymore. You know, I he, he, this guy came within a foot of shooting me in the face a couple I times. I want to know, but I want to know more insight from your perspective. Like, who was this guy? Was he so in he your was grade? A, was no, he, he was a freshman, and he killed a senior, and he killed a fre- another freshman kid. Another eerie thing is that... So he was in ninth grade? He was a, he was a freshman ninth grader. Yeah. Where did he get these guns from? It turns out he got them from his dad. So they were his dad's guns? His dad's guns. And the, the, the thing that's so crazy about this school shooting is there's so much backstory that's been proven. There's footage that has come out of him filming his house. I, I don't think it was on a, no, we didn't have camera phones at the time, but he had a video camera and he was um, showing footage of his home and there's an eerie shot where he comes across his dad's gun, ca- gun cabinet and he and he goes, oh, that's the no-no gun cabinet. And then he goes on, he, whatever, he's given a tour to his friends because he had recently moved uh-huh. to Santee. So he was given a tour to his friends from wherever he came from and he sent that video to him. But you could see the gun cabinet and the gun yeah. that he used to kill what people. What gun was it? What kind of gun? Um, last I heard, it, I believe it was a revolver. I don't remember now. I oh, know it was, it was a handgun. handgun. Yeah, it was a handgun. Got it. Most school shootings are done. I think it's like 80... Something over eighty percent of school shooting mass mass shootings are handguns. Wow. Yeah, that's what he did. He had a handgun. I believe, I think a twenty-two, but I could be wrong. I don't Probably, I would guess not a twenty-two. Although maybe because well, he only killed think, two people. Yeah, if you think it's thirteen yeah. people and he only killed two. Yeah, it could be a twenty-two. It's hard to kill people. Is it the twenty-two or nine millimeter? I don't yeah. really remember, but I'm pretty sure it was I'm a revolver. Nine millimeter. 
but who knows? No, I, for some reason, 22 sticks Maybe out, but 22, that'd I be forget. Crazy. It, it could be. I don't know. Because yeah. um, I remember the bullet wound in my friend's neck was real small, but I guess yeah. it could have been a 9 millimeter as well. Wow. But so he was a freshman, and the what I was going to bring up earlier is that he the, and when the freshman yearbook came out, this is when eBay was still really new. People were eBay. trying to buy. Want, they weren't. I don't know if they sold them. I just know that there was a want for them on eBay. People wow. wanted our yearbooks. Wow. On That's the freshman so creepy freshman school picture, on the same page they have the shooter. They kept him in the yearbook. I guess they were already yeah. printed. Yeah, I don't oh, know. I don't know it. how it works, but shooter. And the kid who was a freshman in his grade on the same page, the kid that he killed, one of the kids that he killed, uh, which is eerie. I still have that yearbook. You do? Is, yeah. Which is bizarre because you see the shooter. See I want to see it now. I'll, I'll, next time I go to my parents' house, I'll, I'll grab it if I can yeah, find or it. Or take a picture. I could put it yeah, up. Yeah, I'll take it. I don't know if I want to post that. I want to see a picture of your, your page and okay. the shooter's page. I want to I I layer it over this conversation right now, like <laughs> while you're listening, and then go to that page of the earbud. Yeah, man. I don't want to give you his picture. I'll give you mine. Why not his? The guy. Oh, because you don't want to give him credit. Yeah, what if I, I blur out his name? What? What, what if I put blur out his name? <sighs> I don't even want to look at it. Got it. And if I watch it, I don't want to see it. I don't yeah, want to yeah. look at his face. <clears throat> yeah, fair enough. So uh, who was this kid? So like, he was a freshman from what I... So he grew... Um, in Santee, I, I lived in, I guess it would be the north part north part of Santee, and then I moved to, I guess it would be more the south side. And it's not referred to that when you go to Santee, but that's the only way I can describe it. So there were different friendship groups when you go to these different areas, you know? And he was hanging out, I guess, where I used to live in the north neighborhood, so I had a lot of friends over there. Mm -hmm. And um, he really wanted to fit in. He was a new kid. He was a freshman. He came from a small town, I guess. I, I learned this all afterwards. you know where? Was it in California? Somewhere in, the, somewhere in the East Coast. Okay. So to him, we had a few thousand kids in student body. That was a big school to him. Right. So he started hanging out with these kids that were, from what I remember, just burnouts, right? Losers for the most part. They weren't going, to, a lot of them weren't going to school. Um, I knew friends who had hung out with them, or I knew guys that were hanging out with them. So kind of um, just like potheads? How would you describe I would say, a, from what I learned, like skater, a lot of these... pothead, kind of... A mixture of skater, potheads, a mixture of dropouts, high school dropouts. I know uh -huh. there were some guys that weren't going to school. And then um, some guys I knew who just happened to have friends in that group that were just regular dudes. Yeah. Um, so, and then I happened to new guy. You know, I've gone to elementary school with a lot of these kids. And um, the specific group that, from what I hear later, that kind of got, into, got him into this trouble that he wanted to hang out with. They were sort of, he was, he was hanging out with them, but they were picking on him at the same time. You know how you have that one kid in the group that everybody picks on, but he's yeah. still part of the group? Yeah, he was like Renee Lancaster. No, I wouldn't say Renee Lancaster. Let's, <laughs> no, <laughs> I think that's a terrible analogy. <laughs> he would be, he was accepted by him, but he was still... Yeah, he the was punching the bag. Weak. Yeah, exactly. He, everyone has a punching bag in their group. Right. So someone's I think the punching bag always. He was the punching bag. Yeah, absolutely. Of these of this group uh -huh. and whatever. And so he started smoking weed, which all these guys were doing. It wasn't a big deal, but I mean, you know, back then it was illegal. But this kid was I doing mean, anything. Listen, there's plenty of freshmen in high schools that smoke weed, right. but it's also none of the good kids who are freshmen in high school smoke weed. For the most part, For yeah, most I would part. agree with that. There's For the no, most part. there's no person going to UC Berkeley who smoked weed as a freshman. I disagree with that. 
I knew I knew a guy who was um, who was uh, what is it called when you graduate with honors? An honor student mm-hmm. who was smoking almost all school. He had better grades. Even as a freshman, I don't know about a freshman. That's but the definitely. thing. Like, it's I bet you there's tons of Berkeley students that smoked as junior, senior, but as a You're ninth grader, freshman. freshman smoking pot. None of those kids are going to an Ivy League school. Yeah, you could be right. I'm not, I'm uh, not very sure. few. Yeah. I'm sure there's exceptions to every rule, but but this group, I just want to know that there were all sorts of people kind of hanging out with this group. The core of this group, from what I remember, were guys that I had gone to elementary school with who were, had already dropped out of high school, um, were burnouts. Even in junior high, were already out on you know using drugs. Um, but then there were also kids that were loosely associated with this group and then that's that's where he was he was trying to hang out with them so he was i think ditching school and then mm-hmm. hanging out with these guys and the weekend before the shooting or was it yeah the weekend before i think it happened on a monday and something happened over the weekend where his little group of friends who was loosely associated with these burnouts or whatever were all hanging out together and he had told them i'm going to shoot up the school or something or, or and, and one of the burnouts that i remember from elementary school who was always a loser said to this kid he goes uh you won't do it you're a pussy and uh that's all it took man to spark that in him he's like you don't think so from what i, I now this is what i heard the, yeah. you, the you won't do it you're a pussy thing is from what i i've heard people who were there mm-hmm. at the time that kind of clarified that for me but as far as that clicking in his head is something that I assumed happened because he went to school the next day and, and he did it. And his friends were on news, news interviews saying everybody thought it was firecrackers, not me. I knew what it was because he told me he was going to do it. And those kids got ran out of town. Their families had to move because wow. you know, they were getting harassed and beat up. They ended up going. One kid ended up getting kicked out of Santana or had to move because his, you know, he was under attack. Went to Granite Hills two weeks later, goes to a school shooting there. So I went through both of the school shootings That's in two insane. weeks. Yeah. And then there was an, an adult, and you can look all this up. This is all yeah. online. I'm not making any of this up. Yeah, I don't think so. So if somebody are. thinks it's too over the top, almost all of these new, you can find this news archive somewhere. Right, right. There was an interview with a dad of one of the kids who hung out with the school shooter. Uh huh. And the dad was involved. The, he, the dad knew that he was going to shoot up the school. And he's like, uh, He's quoted as saying, he goes, um, you're not going to shoot up to school, are you? We don't want another Columbine. And the kid said, oh, no, don't worry, I'm not going to do it. That family got ran out of town because he could have, you know, stopped everything right there. I'll be honest, like, uh, I don't, I wouldn't hold it against any, even that kid who called him a pussy. You're not going to do it, you're a pussy. Yeah, but. The, In the, retrospect, obviously, you go, oh, what a piece of shit, they knew about it. But they didn't, no one, know, you know. No, I understand that. But I'm just they talking about the guy, the guy who called him that to get him to do it was so trash anyway right. that it was just like, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. I right. can't say he's responsible for it, sure. but that guy got into all sorts of trouble from what I heard. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you know? he was a piece of shit, but just that fact about them, like, I don't know if all these people deserve to be ran out of town because if you told me right now, I'm going to go shoot up someplace, I'd be like, yeah, sure exactly. you will, That's, Steven, well, yeah. There was a big argument over this, you know, should they be held responsible, shouldn't they? And then it all became this whole thing see something, say something. If your friend says he's going to shoot up a school, go say something. I was with the kids that didn't care about school and wanted to make jokes. All my friends would say things like that. Exactly. You know? So what are you supposed to well, do? I remember a clear memory as a child yeah. of telling, I was around some teacher and we were all being cool. <laughs> yeah. And I think I said like as a joke, I don't even remember, but uh, I passively said like, I'm going to kill myself or something like that. Yeah, which you hear but from kids that age. I've never been suicidal. I'm not suicidal. And then I got called into the principal's office. My parents came in, and they were, like, all concerned that I was going to kill myself. Yeah. I'm like, what the 
fuck is going on? So I think it's that, like that if you look yeah. at it from a parent's perspective, I'm not a parent, but I could see why they would do that. They're concerned. They don't understand. No, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I, I also anything. get it why you would hear someone say something and you wouldn't say anything about it because people say crazy shit all the time. Right. Like, oh, I fucking hate that guy. I want to kill him. You know, that doesn't mean <laughs> you're going to kill him. Exactly. Yeah. They gave us, it was a big thing after the school shooting because after the school shooting, the internet was still pretty new. This is 2001. As far mm-hmm. as where most people were starting to use it, right. there was a death threat called in, I think that week, um, on some message board that said, I'm going to finish what the school shooter did at Santana. Wow. So then there was a second wave of panic. And this is when everything came in over, if you, if you see something, say something. Right. Because we don't want this to happen again. But it was, it was this weird line because I had so many goofy friends that would say ridiculous things just to mm-hmm. get a laugh out of anybody since yeah. they weren't supposed to say it. Right. So, but even to, to, to today, when I hear somebody say, because I'm around comics, we're around comics all the time, say, man, I'm going to shoot everybody if you don't laugh. It still kind of raises the no, hair I in the back of, of my neck. I think of one comic <laughs> specifically when you say that. Now that I say it out loud, I, yeah, there's only one person that there's I There's only one of. comic who says that, and I can't imagine him actually doing that, but I guess I'm, it's kind of like, when someone um, kills themselves, yeah, yeah, it's very rare that all their friends and family goes, "Yeah, I saw it coming." No yeah. one actually sees it coming, or they would have tried to do something. So when yeah. in this scenario too, and someone says, <laughs> "I'm going to shoot up school," in retrospect, it's easy to go, "Yeah, we should have saw it coming." But really, you don't see something like that coming because most people are sane. Yeah, and would never do that. No, I agree. I agree, yeah, yeah. especially for that. I. For the longest time, I didn't know which side to take because you wanted to get on, especially the adult that knew, you wanted to say, yeah, you knew, man. He told you he was going to do it. But at the same time, if the kid, if you question the kid and he's like, no, I would you have, and you have no other reason to believe that he would, yeah. what are you supposed to do? Call the cops and, you know, get this kid arrested? And the yeah. question is yes in this situation because yeah. Yeah. we in knew what happened. In retrospect, yeah. But exactly, in that moment, you're not going to, yeah, you're not going to do touchy. that. It's, it's touchy. It's touchy. But then the weird thing about this case is that the kid didn't kill himself. The shooter didn't yeah. kill himself. So you got to watch. Everybody else had, before this, the Columbine kids had killed themselves. So you didn't get to see the court proceedings. Even the, the Granite Hills shooting that, a couple weeks later, which is a couple miles away, that guy killed himself in prison. So this is Oh, in the, prison he did. Yeah, yeah. He, wow. He finished the shooting. And then I think he, yeah, he hung himself in prison, in jail. Whoa. Yeah, so that never got went to trial. But our school was one of the few, at least at that time and for a few years after, where you could watch the court proceedings happen. And then you could see what he was up to. And the kid was small as a freshman. He grew. He's like, he's six something now. He's huge. He's really big. So there was the argument of that he did it because he was a scrawny little kid that wanted to fit in. And then a year later, he's taller than everybody else, like in hindsight, you know? Yeah, no, no one, no one does that because they're scrawny and want to. Right, but that's what was thrown out there. Especially that's what yeah. the media would. Because right, media right. parked up and down that street for a good week. You know what? Even though I don't think that's why he did it, I like that the media did that because he's probably reading those articles and like it pisses him off. Yeah, you know if I mean? it does, then I'm all for it. Yeah, I think it got to, right? If you were in jail for something and they're calling you like a scrawny little kid, you got, you're probably thinking like, fuck. Yeah, you, and it's weird because you could still find the footage of him being taken to jail, the first photographs of him that night. So I guess I never finished what happened with the shooting. But yeah, what happened? He, so I ran to the parking lot, but there was more shooting that took place. Mm-hmm. So um, there were kids that were in the bathroom. He shot one of them in the bathroom who I guess stumbled out and died um, – I believe he died in the bathroom. Okay. Um, and then the, that was the freshman. 
and the senior who got shot was shot in the hall, kind of where I was. He he went around the corner, um, where where the bathroom didn't where the bathroom didn't look into the hall. He went around the corner, and I guess laid and died around down there because they had a little memorial for him there. Wow. They never reopened the bathroom as long as I was at that school. Um, but he so he continued shooting after that. I guess there was an off-duty cop on campus for some reason. Um, that's how they were able to stop it so quickly. But he did he did reload like once or twice. So he did get a good amount of shots off to yeah. where he shot 13 people. And I knew quite a few guys that he did shoot that survived. I didn't know the kid, two kids that died. Um, but anyway, the kid, I don't even think the kid who was doing the shooting really thought it through. He was so such an idiot and didn't, was just so, I don't know, blind when he did it. Because at the end, he threw his hands up. There's an article where he threw his hands up, and he's like, uh, once the cops had cornered him, no, knew that he was in the bathroom, he threw his hands up and was like, don't shoot, it's just me. So I think even at him, to his to that point, he would, you know, oh, great, I'll go to uh, jail for a couple of days and I'll come back to school. Because there were still, there were stories of him wanting Maybe to Maybe he a, didn't know he was going to kill anyone. Maybe he thought he was going to shoot everyone up but not kill anyone. No, because he shot people in the back of the neck point blank. He shot someone in the head point blank. Oh, yeah. So he was trying to... Obviously, I just don't think he thought it through. Yeah, I think he was maybe he was super super high. I don't know. Um, wow, kid. But it's weird because you could follow his court dates for a while, and I eventually stopped paying attention. I learned he wanted to be a cop. He wanted to get out of jail and be a cop, and I was like, <laughs> all right, that's enough. <laughs> and I kind of checked out <laughs> for that. He's absolutely crazy. But he is still fighting to get out. I know that he wants to. Um, and and I, and I know there's some laws where if you commit a crime under 18, you can't mm-hmm. give him life anymore. So right. for me, I'm against that because of what happened here. In this situation, I don't want him to ever give up. That guy came inches from shooting me in the face. It's definitely a weird. Yeah, I, okay, so two I, kids, I would agree with you. Two kids. If you're went a murderer, you should go to jail for life. Yeah, two kids went to school. Two innocent kids went to school, never got to go home. Yeah, their yeah. parents never saw them again. And they and from what I learned about these kids, two really good kids, honestly, really good students and good kids, never got to live their life. I agree. Here with I you. am, twenty what, twenty one years later. I, I there's a chance. I, there's a small chance that I couldn't have been here. You know what? If he had aimed to the right just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So to me, there's no there's no sympathy coming from I agree. me. If if you're like, it's one thing if you're like drunk driving and you accidentally kill someone or or whatever. You beat someone up in a fight and they die. You know, like you you push them and they die. Mm-hmm. But when you take out a gun and right. shoot a bunch of people trying to kill them and you do kill them, yeah. That's and he for ha- life. There's footage of him yeah. filming the gun cabinet, like I showed you earlier. Yeah. Where he's showing that, oh, don't go near that. That's dangerous. He knew what shooting a gun would do. Of course. I just think he was so blindsided by trying to impress these burnout kids that it, I don't think he thought it all the way through. How do you, how do you, this is the thing I never understood is how do you say you're going to do something, sleep on it overnight, wake up and do it when it's that. Yeah. It's premeditated. That drastic. Yeah. Right. And that's another reason why I don't have any sympathy for him. It's like it wasn't a spur of the moment thing. He brought mm-hmm. the gun and he told her what he was going to do. He told his friends, which is this is another reason why I, uh, and I kind of, I know I get, start talking fast, but I get passionate about it when I talk about this part because he had friends who knew that he was going to shoot the place up. Those kids, I'm glad, were run out of town. You knew he was going to do this. Everybody thought it was but, firecrackers. See, I, I, that's where I kind of not fully agree with you because 
they probably didn't think he was actually going to do it. From what I from what I read and from what I heard, and I don't know this firsthand because I didn't talk to these kids, but they did know. There's footage of them saying because everybody wanted to be interviewed by right. the news at this time. Everybody, and I don't know the kids who told their story didn't know the type of trouble they were going to get in for knowing. Right. So they were spilling everything. Yeah. And one of the kids said, uh, "He's like, yeah, I knew exactly what it was." It wasn't. Uh, everybody thought it was firecrackers. I knew exactly what was going on. He told me he was going to do it at that time, so he was waiting for it. Right. If he thought he was going to do it, why weren't you next to him making sure he wasn't going to do it? Yeah. So you knew something was going to go down, and that it didn't surprise Man. you when you heard the gunshots. So sad. Yeah, it's crazy, and it just—it's crazy to me. The only upside, the only silver lining. Okay. Is that he was using a shitty? T- if it's a twenty-two handgun, yeah. he's using that, and only and he only got two people because the way you describe it, mm-hmm. if someone had I, a shotgun right. or a rifle or a forty-five, anything like you should be able to just pick people off. Like it's he could have killed yeah. tons of people. Well, he did. He picked a lot of people off in the hall. That's where most of the thirteen shot, thirteen people that he shot were in that hallway that I was mm-hmm. standing in. So you're right. Yeah, I still think about it to this day. Like, wow, how did he not kill more people? Like, and now he, that I think about if it, he wasn't a fucking sense. idiot. Yeah. He could have done real, I mean, he did do True. real damage, but he could have done even significantly worse, right. worse Most damage. Of the, the, of the 13 he hit, I'd say, you know, maybe even half of them would have had he used a 45 or yeah. some sort of shotgun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It would have been so yeah, much so worse. I so guess I never really thought about it until we talked about it just now, but it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Had he used a bigger bullet, had so he had much access worse. to a bigger bullet yeah. or knowing how to shoot a bigger mm-hmm. gun. Uh, but yeah, I don't think. Luckily, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, he didn't. I do, and to this time, to this day, I guess, I think about it. I'm not as much as I used to, but I think sure. about how cl- I, I still feel bad for the two kids who die because I, I, mm-hmm. I always feel that if I stop thinking about them, you know, I feel guilty in a way. Like somebody, you know, we need to keep them alive in some mm-hmm. way. And I know his parents are, are doing things, but I, I think about them and I think about their family, and then I think, um, I think about how close I was. That's that kind of keeps me up sometimes. Just because you're right, you know, a couple inches. I don't know how close he was. He was pretty close. So It's so tragic and sad, but it's also so interesting. Like, I, I would love to just know his brain. Like, you know, what right. he was thinking. I would like to... I. Part of me wants to go back and there are watch few, those interviews. Right. There's a, there's a few more things like that that I could probably bring you up to date with, but, you know, it might be boring to people listening. But there's, I don't I'm think just so. saying there's so I much. I think it is boring. You don't think we've lost them by now? You no, think people are still I think listening? People, this is very interesting stuff, in my opinion. I guess because I've, I've talked about it before that it doesn't have the same impact on maybe as to somebody who's first hearing about it. Also, it doesn't seem like anybody cares anymore. That's what bothers me. Is cares <laughs> about the shooting? Right. People well, from San Diego have forgotten. You, it's not that no one cares. It's sad. The sad truth of it is now you say, "Oh yeah, I was in. I was there for a high school shooting," and they go, "Yeah, you and a thousand other kids," because there's a shooting all the time. Yeah, but not time. really. Not really a thousand other kids. I would say there's a f- there's a few hundred of us in the last twenty years. That have witnessed a shooting. No, no, sure, I agree with you. Thousands of kids have but, been But now it. there's what I'm saying is the sad, sadly, why it's not the most interesting story in the world. Mm-hmm. It is to me, or to a lot of people when they really break it down. Yeah. But there's tons of shootings now. There's tons of psychos going out there and shooting up the the country. Yeah, I guess the that's world. true. 
Yeah, I can see that. So it still bothers me. So it's because um, this was world news. We, everybody was getting not only myself but friends and other people I knew were getting phone calls from across the world of people asking because uh, we had family that you know far away removed, but that my grandma knew somehow. They were calling over here from Europe. You know, they had heard it on the nightly news, but now nobody talks about nobody talks about it. Um. Okay, so I want to hear what happened after with this guy. Okay, so they took, well, oh, so it was interesting for a while because they... So they, you, you they stayed up to it until recently, it sounds like. Yeah, up until about five years ago or okay, so, so I think. what? So take me through the 15 years As after. far as the shooter is like myself as well. I'll tell you, for me... Both. <laughs> for me, I couldn't go... I, if wherever it was probably I'm hard to go to school after that. We only got a, we got one day off, and then we had to go back to school, which yeah. is weird because it, it, everybody walked on campus. Did it was you talk quiet. to the news at all? I did once, yeah, because I went to a memorial after the shooting. Uh, must have been that maybe the night after. I would like to see that news clip of you. I, I can't find it. I've looked. Man, that would be fun. I've never saw. I never saw it. Yeah, that would be really sad. It'd be fun. It would be funny to see a, me on that. As a yeah. kid, and I agree. I agree. <laughs> it's <made> so fun. <laughs> but it was me being serious, which is even funnier to me because yeah, and of course you can't joke around. Right, you that'd know, be it, horrible. Right, <laughs> if you're like, ah, it's not that bad. <laughs> These kids are being pussies. But any other type of interview you find with me now, it's probably in a, I'm trying to be funny in some way. So to see me serious as a, even back then as a kid, if you find footage of me, I'm probably trying to be goofy in front of the camera. But to see me just in this state, my might be kind of interesting. So I did do one newscast. I went to one because they had a big memorial in front of the school where everybody was dropping like stuffed animals, flowers, whatever they could in front of the, the school. And some newscast, some guy had pulled me aside and kind of asked me. I remember what he asked me. He asked me if I would ever go back in that restroom. And I remember telling him no. Knowing what went on there, I'll never go in that bathroom again. They never opened it up, so I never had the opportunity. I see, I would have looked out of just... I would have too. Now that I, I look back on I it, I would have. Out of <clears throat> just, I don't know. Because I still had a, almost two years to go back to the school and walk by that restroom every day and walk by where the kid, the kids, the kid who laid with his stomach. I walked by where he laid. To where me, with the it's such died. a crazy thing. It's almost weird they didn't rename the school. You we thought, I mean? there were, yeah, there were so many rumors. Oh, they're going to close the school down. You're never going. You're not going to go back to school till next year. You're going to go yeah. to a new school. Um, Nobody knew what to do because this was new. Mm -hmm. You know, um, school Columbine was really the only one we had to kind of reference until you start going into the ones that happened in the '80s, which were different. You know, what uh, but I know in the 80s? that there was the girl. What is it? The '80s or the girl who didn't like Mondays, so shot up to school. I didn't even know about that one. Oh, that's a famous one. There was some kids in the early 90s who were like sixth grade, and then his friend might have been fourth grade. They took up, they went up on a hill that overlooked a school and shot a bunch of people. You ever Whoa. heard about any of these? No. Yeah, there were a lot of those. And then it was Columbine that rang the news big, and then us. Wow. So media coverage everywhere. My friend who got shot in the neck had a neck brace. He didn't come back to school for a few months like two or three months and then, then he, he came back he hero. had that um it just became it, everybody had been through it so it just became another thing because there were yeah. other kids my friend who got he got shot in the butt actually he came back to school and we knew so many other kids that had been shot by the time he came back it was it was kind of uh oh yeah we've, we've been here you know of course we were glad to see him mm -hmm. um but there were so many there were what 11 other kids that had already 10 other kids that had already come back to school with wounds, you know, on crutches or whatever they had. 
remember a couple of them on crutches a few days later. Wow. Um, the kid who got shot in the butt, obviously, because it wasn't, I don't think it was life-threatening. He had crutches. I think he was back the, fir- the, the next week. I don't think he came back that week. But then as far as me, I, I still, if I go to a restaurant, my back's against the wall. Or if we go somewhere, I'll, I'm always asking to switch seats with somebody because I don't like my back to people entering mm-hmm. into a room. And then walking into enclosed areas. So I had never been to an uh, enclosed high school where you have indoor halls. That freaked me out for a few years. It was hard to. Even now today, yeah. when I walk down uh, a hallway that's enclosed, I still kind of get the uncomfortable. The thought at least crosses your mind. Like, yeah, in some way it does. Aware. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's and then this kid, I guess, went to jail. They tried him as an adult. Um, and they showed a lot of the, the, new, the court hearings on TV. So I had a... Um, I remember a kid on my football team who got shot. Um, there was footage of him addressing the shooter because you know how you have the victim impact statements. So I, I watched him uh, on TV. And then they took the kid to an adult prison. They tried him as an adult. So he was, by the time he was in there, he was 17 maybe. Mm-hmm. He sh- I think he did this when he was 15. By the time the court hearings yeah, were all, all done, yeah. yeah, he was in uh, adult prison at 17. Um, and I guess the Aryan Brotherhood had tried. From what I read, this was in the Union Tribune. Mm. Some of the uh, gangs in there tried to get him to to carry weapons for him, to be part of the group, you know, to work his way up. And he he wussed out, I guess, and said, "I just want to serve my time peacefully." And they transferred him somewhere safe. Which I wish they would have just left him there. Let, you know, you're there for a reason, dude. Shouldn't have pulled the trigger. But now, <sighs> from as far as I know, he's in he's in protective custody. In a different prison. I don't know if he's in that same prison or not. In it. Probably a different one. Yeah, yeah no, that stuff like that happens a lot in prison because of all the gangs. And if, if a prisoner's life is endangered. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he came to them because him. he didn't want to be a part of that. He's like, I don't want to, you know, I just want to serve my time, which is, I don't know. I mean, it's good for in certain situations. It's his. I don't care. Sure. I kind of would have liked to have just stayed there and. Died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so he's fighting to get out now, and I don't know. I haven't paid attention in the last five years or so. And with these new laws being passed, I'm assuming he'll get a shot at parole, you know, in another 20 years. Wow. Cause fall, after following other cases of guys who committed crimes, and he wasn't 17 yeah, when he did not, this. He was 15. It wouldn't be crazy at all if we found out he was out of jail right now. That wouldn't even sh- be shocking. No, I would have heard about it if you were yeah. out now. Someone would have gotten to me. Yeah would have gotten back to me on that but he he definitely is fighting to get out and there's people on his side also another weird thing is that i ended up working for that school district for a little bit before i moved out of san diego to come to la i was doing some after school program work i ended up working with a girl who was dating him while he was in prison so we were on the, we would have the same shift wait for the same school i was subbing at the school for an after school program and people are like that, you know, because they knew that I had been there. Like, that's her. That's the girl who's dating. See, that's weird to me in itself. Yeah. And I know it's a common thing. Like, I watch documentaries on prisoners. It's and bizarre. a lot of them, there's girls like, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's mind-boggling to me that there's a girl out there that wants to date, that that's what they're yeah. into, someone who's in jail. And she never said it around me. I was waiting for her to bring, because I was pissed, man, when I found out that she was dating this guy. Yeah. This was probably... Eight years removed from the shooting, maybe. Yeah. And uh, and and I went. It was the elementary school campus, but still in that same oh. school district. So I'm surprised they would, I like hire I, or like didn't fire her for that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know they could probably get in trouble 
for not hiring someone because of that, yeah. but or firing someone because of that, but she man, had made it'd be comments worth it. to people because my brother worked there too, my younger mm-hmm. brother. He wasn't in high school at the time, but he ended up going to that high school. Mm-hmm. He told me that she would say, oh, I can't wait till the weekend so I go see my boyfriend. And by the time I started working with her, I was just waiting for her to say something because I was knew. so Maybe she must have because she never we didn't have a ton of interaction. She never brought it up once. Yeah. And I was <laughs> I was kind of itching for her to say right. something yeah you wanted to go yeah, off right i was ready bitch. for it yeah oh god i was ready for it. no there's like message boards of girls yeah who glorify some of these people uh, i've looked you into know, it ted bundy and all these people like how much they would have loved if you go that. to the museum of death on sunset have you ever been there I've driven by it. I don't know if I've been. Surprised you haven't been there. You, they have I've a lot been of to other museums of death. Oh, okay, yeah. they have a lot of pictures and then letters of these women who become infatuated with them. Some of them are attractive women yeah. too. And you're like, what? You totally. can't find it. It's, it has. Not, it's just all a mental thing, whether it's upbringing so weird, or what. Though. But they it's really so are attracted weird. to these men. Yeah. And this girl will never get to see this guy again, or at least at the time, it looked like she would never get to. If she, I don't know, she I'm goes sure they're not for an together hour now. On a conjugal visit. Right. Yeah. What does that do? Are for they you? allowed to fuck? Conjugal visits. From what like I you read, they don't do that anymore. They are, but yeah. Yeah, from what I read, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. But they shouldn't. I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah. Why would you let you're in? <laughs> no, that absolutely you shouldn't. Dude, if you were in jail and you got like hot pussy twice a week, would jail even be that bad? <laughs> that's, that's better than a lot of people have it out here yeah, yeah. who are getting none any week. <laughs> Now you have admirers because you've been in the the media. Yeah, then you, that encourages killers to that encourages you know celebrity <laughs> yeah. killers. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's disgusting. That's pretty insane, man. It's an insane thing to have gone through. I guess it, it, it doesn't seem as crazy now. Yeah, because it's just your life. Yeah, and now, now that and I'm maybe I didn't tell right. Maybe it wasn't that interesting. But no, it telling it now was. it seems like maybe it was uh, definitely interesting. Oh, it seemed like you weren't interested. Did it? <laughs> I don't know. To me, no. I think it's it's cra- it's just so crazy. I I don't have anything to say about it because it's just there's a, there's so much more that maybe we'll have to do another time that I, I'm just leaving out right now, or forgetting. And I'm thinking as we're, we're like talking, what? so I'm trying to think oh. now of some of the just little things that came up and I meant to get to and I forgot that I'll remember later. Is what I'm saying. I wonder. Maybe what? I'll have to tell you. A different time yeah it's just like um, just thing weird things that were said or i remember one time the, the kid who did the shooting was walking by me and my friends um one of the friends who ended up getting shot in the neck had done like uh, had punched him in the shoulder who or in the arm as, as a, a hazing type thing it wasn't anything malicious the guy who shot he shot the guy in the neck that guy had punched his arm yeah oh so so it could have been so him were thinking that maybe he did it on purpose, yeah. yeah. Also, when he was laying in the bathroom, he was moaning, and the shooter was, told him to shut up. So he was like, oh, he goes, shut up, and he went back to shooting. So we think that one was personal. But well, you'd think he'd just shoot him again, though. True, I don't know. Rather maybe he aimed up. and shot, I don't know. I lost contact with that guy, and I never asked him. We hung out uh, you know, a few uh, while we were in high school, but I never wow. asked him about it. That's I kind of wish I would have. But I know that's that, insane, yeah, to say shut up and not shoot the guy again. So right, so maybe he did. Something, maybe he just True. wanted to fuck the place up and wasn't even trying to kill people. I don't know. But those two were sort of friends. Yeah. He was Because the guy that, my friend that punched him in the shoulder, it wasn't like he was really picking on this kid. It was just, you're a, you're a freshman, I'm a yeah. junior, take that, what are you going to yeah. do about it? That type of thing. I have been through that. Yeah, We've but all some people don't know how to... Don't know the differences. Could have been. And this guy sounds like one of those people that Could doesn't have been, know how to they, take a joke. But then they hung out and they would smoke after school, you know. So weird. As far as I, and that's that's from what I heard. 
You know, I didn't see him smoking with this guy, but I know so they were crazy. buddies and they ran in that circle. They and that's kind of what they buddies. did. You don't do that. You don't shoot a buddy in the neck. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't. I was at the comedy store for that shooting. Were you there? Yeah, that I was night? at the, I was working the uh, OR front. I was right did on you top see everything of the stairs. Saw everything. Oh. But it wasn't uh, interesting like this because it was just a gang shooting. Like it was such a clear cut. One guy targeting Maybe he another had a guy. Target. Yeah. See, this guy. This guy didn't. I don't think he had. Although they said he had guys that he was targeting, and the media did make it into a bullying issue. I really don't think it was that. Doesn't sound like it to I me. I think he was trying to, even to this day, if you go back and read, they'll try and push it on bullying. He didn't really shoot any of his bullies, or he would have shot the guys, the burnouts that or were daring him to do it. he'd say right now, yeah, I was bullied, I didn't like it. But yeah. No. I haven't heard that. It's just a crazy kid who wanted to be a tough guy. That's exactly what I think. Yeah. Right. But, but then you're saying he shot this kid on purpose. I don't know if that's real or not. I don't know. Not. Maybe part, partially on purpose he was there. He had like his not. back to him when because he shot him in the back of the neck. So yeah. I don't even know if he recognized him. I just know that he walked up because he killed another kid in the bathroom. So and my friend was laying there next to that guy. So I, he must have shot them both right there. I don't even know if he paid attention to who it was. Then he went back in the bathroom stall, reloaded, and came back a couple times. I don't remember how many times, at least once because I know I was I know he ran back out in the bathroom and shot again by the time I had showed up. Yeah. And then there's a whole bunch of weird stories about we had people, cart ladies who would sell snacks at a cart. Um, she had a heart attack because he had shot. He was right next to her cart. She ducked down. And that lady ended up, I ended up moving. My parents moved next to her um, years later. And so I still see that lady. She's still alive. Wow. She's, uh, she's a bit older now. It's weird to run into them now and Do see how they are. Do you think that the shooting experience kind of traumatized you into liking fucked up com? you know? Like they say that every comedian's kind of damaged, right? I think it, that's the thing that's my, well. The thing about this, all of my sketches have to do with death or suicide. And I don't even plan it that way; just tend to. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, so a couple okay. years after that, I got. Uh, I think that traumatized me. And then a couple years after that, I was robbed uh, at a at a drugstore I work for. I think that kind of you were working behind the counter and got yeah. robbed, like uh-huh. gunpoint. Yeah. Whoa! I so didn't I know think that, that about you. those two those two. And you were just like, yep, take whatever you want. How'd that go down? Kind of. Kind of. That's a whole different story, though. We can do another podcast. This podcast? (laughs) Do you really want to hear it? Yeah. I'll do the short version. Okay. Is it where um, This was in Long's. Drugs was still in California. I know Long's, yeah. They're not in California anymore? They're CVS now. Oh, oh, that makes sense. Okay, so it was Long's Drugstore. So I remember we closed at 10. But it was, but my shift was 9:30 that night, and I was getting ready to close up. I was closing up photo, and then the front of the store, and longs were small; they weren't that big. Right. So it was a like condensed Walmart type thing. And then they had the checkout counter. So it was a checkout girl. There was me and photo, and there was maybe one or two other people in the back. I was all in the store, and the store was empty at this time. It was in El Cajon, across from um, um, Fletcher Parkway. You know where that is. Mm-hmm. So it's it just all. Um, commercial type building so nobody around at that time and they had obviously been scoping the place out because as soon as the cash register the lady at the cash register went to empty out the lotto drawer the lotto machine the guy ran in him he had a mask on and then two others that had masks on and they put the gun man right well it was a two guys and a girl oh weird yeah the two people who didn't i don't know if they had guns on them or not they but yeah, they might have been. Might've they been. look young. They look like high school kids, maybe wow. even freshman high school. But the other guy was close to 30, somewhere around there, the guy who did the robbing. So he walked in with the gun, and he held her up, 
And he said, get on your knees. And the girl yells, oh, please don't hurt me. So he brought her over to the cash register from the lotto machine, took that money. And I happened to be standing a little ways away, kind of watching what was going on. And I, fr- I froze at that moment. I, part of me, I could have ran out the door. I was close enough to the door, so I could have yeah, ran but out. See, that's just at, like he might shoot at you or who knows. No, that didn't cross my mind. What crossed yeah. my mind was if I leave, he's going to take it out on her. Uh, so I didn't. I, the other guy, within that split second of me being able to run or staying and running towards the crime, I just sort of stood there not sure what to do. Mm-hmm. The other guy came and grabbed me. Um, by the shirt and pulled me over to where the gun was. So I could have ran. I definitely could have. I didn't. I think I was worried about what was going to happen to the girl. Yeah. But it was all happened so fast. I, yeah. you know. And then the guy grabbed me. He pulled me over there and he brought me to the guy with a gun and he was trying to get me to open. We had a big safe, which is stupid now that I think about it, in the middle of the store. Yeah. A giant Dropbox safe. Weird. That's where we kept all the money. Like literally out in the open? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's it weird. It was weird, right? And so he brought me over to that. And you're and like, he, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the combination. He kept trying to get me to open that. Um, and the other girl was on her knees, like ex- I guess the way you would set up for execution style, mm-hmm. facing the away from us, so she couldn't see what was going on. Uh-huh. But he was so he just ended up believing you. You're like, I swear, I swear, I don't know. Event, so let's see. Yeah, he took all the registers that he could. He, I said, I don't know the code. I don't know what you want me to do. And the the weird thing at that point, he had the gun pointed to the to the sky, and I could see it was a small barrel. So it was either a nine millimeter or maybe some sort of pellet gun. I think, or not nine millimeter. Sorry, twenty two because uh-huh. the barrel was so small. And also that's what the the detectives said when they came in because of how small I described the barrel. Um, but I had a split second, and it crossed my mind that I could have knocked that gun out of his hand. But at that point, I realized because he had two others with him. I didn't know if they had guns, uh-huh. so I decided yeah, not to. Yeah, but why be a hero? I could have. still. That's the one thing I think about is I could have knocked the gun out of his hand, and I could. But would that have even the been? The, would that have even been saving the day? Then they just would have ran out with what they already had. Maybe fingerprints on the gun. I don't know. Maybe, they had gloves, or, but, may, or maybe they would have taken it, or maybe that would have pissed them off and they would have beat the fuck out of you or picked it up and shot. Like who knows? Yeah, that would not have been a good idea. Yeah. You know, you're Unless right. you you're are right. a real like a Unless UFC you know, fighter, yeah, and you knock the gun out of their hand and then take on the guy. Because he had turned to me and he's like, "Open up the safe." And I said, "I don't know how to open the safe." And he turned and he he took his eyes off me and his gun was I think it was in his left hand. Yeah. Because the gun was by me and he looked for a second and that, but at that time I knew I kind of already gauged the situation that they weren't after trying to hurt us. Right. They, they just wanted, wanted the money. Yeah. And then he. Uh, he took off because I think one of the guys said, let's go, let's go. And he go on his way out, he goes, thank you. And he, as he was running <laughs> away into this, mo- to was this it day, a friendly thank you. Um, no, it's kind of <laughs> sarcastic, uh. but as the guy was bringing me over, cause I told you I was a few feet away. Um, he, as he was bragging, gra- dragging me by the shirt to the, to where the guy with the gun was my whole life flashed in front of my, in front of me at that time. I thought, sure. Oh, what is, why did I do I should have ran or I should have done this or that. But once he brought me over there and the guy started questioning me a little bit, I realized, oh, they're not here to hurt anybody. Yeah. They just want the money. And now, so I, I want to hear more details about these guys. Were they white guys? Uh, there were uh, three black people. One black guy who was probably around 30. Okay. Uh, a black male who I think young must have been and a girl, uh, another young, young and black girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And did they, were they wearing masks? All of them had masks. What, was it like a ski mask? Ski mask, yeah. Okay. I didn't see them walk into the store. They, they were obviously waiting in their car right in front of the did door. Did you see what kind of car they were in? Didn't no. see. By, by, as soon as they left, we, got to the, we went to the phone, and then we called the manager, and then we called 911. You didn't call the 911 first? 
No, actually, we called the manager while they were still there because we were. So, it was happened so fast, and he was like, "Open the open the safe, open the safe." So I'm remembering all this now. I was like, Wait, I haven't talked oh, about so this you called the time. manager to try and get the safe code. Right, that's what happened. You're like, hey, can I open the safe? And what did the manager say? No, the manager never came. We had an intercom oh. system. So he was telling me to open. I said, I don't, I don't know what to do. What do you want me to do? Should I call a manager? And then the girl who was with their hands behind her back on her knees was like, yeah, just call the manager. So I called her. name was Hope, I remember. And we called Hope to the front desk. And then that's kind of when they left, I remember. And the first thing we did after that was... Did Hope come right after they left? Like, what happened? She got there after they were already gone. Wow. It took a, she didn't and she didn't know what had happened though. So I guess it took her a while to get up there. <laughs> Not that she could have done Good anything. Thing hope was slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For her sake. And then we she got to know. watch the footage because the detectives came in. Oh, we got to watch love the footage. To see that footage. I don't know. I I wish right. I could have asked for it somehow. I don't know where it is now. It was oh never my solved. Gosh, so that'd be such cool footage of you getting robbed. That would go viral, huh? Maybe. But <laughs> Just the people funny. who know me would think it was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would think it was funny. <laughs> Oh, uh, that's... And the, but the thing that was scary a, about that is that mm-hmm. two weeks later, maybe a month later, down the street, about a mile or two, there was a, a gas station or a liquor store robbery, and they killed the two clerks there. Jesus. So that's what made that situation kind of even yeah. more heavy for me. It wasn't the same people. Right. Because they caught them. Knowing what could have happened. Right. Yeah. Those guys, and, and even to this day, I tell my wife, I'm like, yeah, you know, they robbed us. Fine. Take what you want. Don't hurt anybody. That's, I, you know, I'm not for them robbing the place. But I do respect Could the fact that they, that they didn't yeah, pull the trigger. Non-violent, yeah, like if you're going to rob somebody, okay, I don't agree, you know. But you didn't senselessly murder somebody like the other people down the street. So that was the one good thing that came Man. out of that. Yeah, that's, that's why That's why once they told us they were looking for him, I was like, yeah, you catch him or not, you know. I was like <laughs> you hear about these instances, you hear about like a few years ago, someone at 7-Eleven came in with like a hatchet. Yeah. And like... Yeah. Hit some guy in the head with a hatchet and you just senseless like that. It's just that guy yeah. was just doing his job. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's Anyway, because of those two situations, my back is normally to a wall if I'm in a restaurant. Uh-huh. Uh, my back is never to a door and then clo- in closed hallways like if I go to a college or elementary school uh kind of freak me out. Yeah, that's intense. They had cat let's see. They had school counselors for the rest of the year that were stationed on campus and they had a little building they set up to where cer- certain kids had major issues after that especially some of the kids who were right right in the fire and I, I remember I had one one nightmare that they called me in for because I told my dad and uh, and I was get, I was going to fight some kid and so the school called my dad and he was kind of sticking up for me he's like because he's sick of people getting away with stuff like this he had a nightmare and he's pissed at these people wait you so told the class me. you had a nightmare no 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 I called my dad uh huh this I got I was gonna fight some kid and then your and the dad school called found the school out, no the school found out called oh. my dad to try and prevent the fight and then my dad told him about some nightmare I had and they called me in the counselor's office for that Got it. They were just extra cautious right. over everything. Anything that yeah. was brought up, yeah, they brought. They were bringing kids in. Right. And that was it. Things got back to normal after a couple of weeks, and the nerds got picked on again, <laughs> and the bullies kept bullying. <laughs> Didn't really change. It's just nothing, you know, other than those kids dying and then knowing what took place. Dude, I don't even remember my school having real bullies. Like, I'm sure kids were getting picked on on a small level in class, yeah. like you're a fucking nerd or spit, you know, like little things. But there wasn't, like, wedgies and no, not like scared that. To, or kids getting beat up for being nerds. No, but there were kids who made other kids' lives hell. I witnessed that. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, that like happened teasing. at your school. Right. 
and we're not nice about it. You yeah, know? I, I guess saw that's that. just what bullying is. Teasing. I think it's more of that. It wasn't wedgies. Yeah, I was scared of getting something. Or maybe mean if you ran into yeah, it. if you ran into that person outside of school, you, you were probably going to get beat up. There's some of that, but yeah. Weird, dude. Now you're a comedian. Now you're a stand-up comedian, and you surf, and you're married, and you have two cats, and you're just like, kind of just, you know, a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. A non-popular nerd. But I have a popular friend. (laughs) Yeah, you are kind of a bully. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Once I start thinking about, you know, sometimes I'll lay and I'll just start thinking about stuff like that, and I realize that we're just lucky to be here, honestly. If you're if you're healthy, your family's healthy, and you can eat and have a roof over your head, mm-hmm. what are you really complaining about? Because we complain about comedy all the time. Oh, here's a good question. What are your thoughts on uh, gun control now? Um, Do you think guns should be illegal? Do you are you for guns? Do you own a gun? Um, no, I'm for guns. More for guns. Most gun most gun damage is done by handguns, um, and you know most mass shootings are done by handguns as well. When it comes to the laws that are in place, I, I do think California is really strict. I think they could be looser here. Um, but I think we should be able to have guns for protection. And then the whole the whole argument of an, of, of assault rifles is, is I don't know where I fall on that exactly. I get both arguments. Yeah. I understand it. but And I understand that an AR-15, because AR-15 is what they're normally talking about when they say assault rifles, because mm-hmm. most people assume AR-15 stands for assault rifle, which it doesn't. No. Um, but I, there's such a weird, I don't know where I stand on that, because they, they can do a lot of damage. And I've sure. been in situations where, you know, had somebody used an AK or uh, an AR-15, things would have been, like we were talking about, would have been much different. Yeah, I, I definitely understand both sides. My thoughts on it are it doesn't matter because in five years, even now, you could 3D print guns. But I mean, it's as, getting to as that point. 3D, yeah. Well, no, you literally already can. Well, no, I know, but I'm printers. saying it's going to be more and more yeah, available. Exactly. As 3D printers are more readily available, gun laws won't matter because if you want to get a gun, you'll be able to print one on your computer. Yeah, that's true. So because they're it, going through all these measures, especially in California. Well, I guess in all states now they want to register all assault weapons or assault rifles, whatever it is. That's fine. Um, yeah, but I'm saying, what is that really going to stop? You know, so you're putting all this money right. and all this effort into something well, like that, right? Which is really not going to have much of an outcome, other than maybe taking Agreed. AR-15s away. But it's still not a bad idea. And that's coming from pro-gun. You're pro-gun, right? I'm pro-gun. Yeah, yeah but no, for sure. Reg- if you have an AR-15. Well, because sure, a lot of you, know, sh- you should have the country should know you have it, and that's that's someone argument. should know you have it. Yeah. You shouldn't anonymously have an AR-15. Well, I think that's for any gun. Yeah, anybody they should know you should have. I think they should know if you have it. But then they're thinking that's leading into because they're going to come taking your right, guns eventually. Right. That's the fear. But right. until that happens, there's no reason yeah. for that fear. No, I understand that too. Yeah. And I get both sides, and I don't know where I stand with assault weapons because. I get both arguments, and God, if somebody opens up with an assault weapon, man, or even even like a, a pump action shotgun or something, or twelve gauge or something like that, that's what it's I a have. Big difference in a nine millimeter or twenty two, twenty two especially. Someone comes to my apartment, they're done for. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Do you keep yours loaded? No, not usually. <laughs> but the one time I saw, uh, the beginning of COVID, there was the uh, the looting going mm-hmm. on in Los Angeles, like all up and down. Yeah, Melrose right and Sunset, there. and they were literally the riots and stuff were 
passing my apartment building, mm -hmm. like several different nights, I had my gun loaded next to my bed because I thought maybe that night it's a possibility someone would break. I I had genuinely thought it could happen. Someone yeah. could try and break into my apartment tonight to loot, and I was like, well, we'll see what happens if you try to loot my apartment. What do you do with your guns when you're Airbnb in them? I keep them in a closet that I lock. Okay. Yeah. It's unfortunately, I don't have a gun safe that could hold my shotgun because it's too big. Yeah. And I don't have a big enough gun But you safe. have to have a lock on the guns. You have a lock on the I guns. I have a lock on the gun yeah. and I have a lock on the closet. Well, then, that, that's, then you're protected. But the first time I got robbed, Ooh. Airbnb, they took my shotgun. Oh, did they? Yeah. And you got another one? I have another one since. But you just my first, the first shotgun, one? yeah, I reported stolen. It's stolen. Wow. Yeah, which is pretty scary to think that, that the gun scary. that I bought is now out there. On the streets, undocumented somewhere, for yeah. the most part. Some, I don't know who, I have no idea where That's it is. the other part is that, okay, so you say you ban assault weapons, they're still out there because criminals aren't That's buying their thing. guns illegally. Yeah, yeah, it's so, like, yeah, maybe you're going to stop some freshman in high school taking his dad's gun mm -hmm. which is good sure well not really because if he owns them legally it's just registered that's all you can right, still have them but it is sad that that freshman took his dad's gun like I would like to think that if I ever have a kid mm -hmm. he won't be able to get to my gun even if he knows where it is like the I'm gonna keep 15. it locked away I think he can figure it out you know but that, if that you time, have a, gu a gun safe and your kid doesn't know the combination of the gun safe they're not figuring it out God, imagine being imagine having a kid and being that suspicious of them. I mean, because most parents and most kids aren't going to do anything. Sure. You know, that's hard for the parents who have taught their kids right and obviously right. don't have a mental issue right. like you this kid did. Think. Yeah, you just don't think about that stuff. What about automatic weapons? Should we be able to own those? I personally think we should be able to own any weapon we any want. Any weapon. Um, but I know that's... You know, a lot of people are going to be like, why would anyone need an automatic weapon? <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I mean, it, it sounds crazy when you say it, but it's like... Well, most people... For a couple reasons. Uh, one reason, they're fun. Yeah. Going out in the desert and shooting, shooting shooting shit with an automatic weapon would be a fun time. Sure. Another reason that this makes you sound like crazy, but you don't know what the future holds. You don't know... You know, what if there? What if they, this pandemic gets way worse, and yeah, there true. are people attacking your house or where you live and your loved ones, and and you need a, a tiny militia in your home? Like that sounds like a crazy thing to say. Yeah. But no one knows what's going to happen. That's true. But then it they, could happen. It, it is crazy, but it's also you never know. And you and I would much rather be prepared or have the ability to defend myself than well, I can't get an automatic weapon. I'm fucked. Sure. Yeah. No, I agree. And it's just, it's, there's such a loophole because of the Second Amendment, you know? The Second Amendment gives you the right to bear arms, but also back when they had what? Muskets? Back, I mean, things have changed drastically, sure. you know? So I, the, it's so funny, both sides of the argument. Anyway, I don't know about automatic, but definitely I think you should have assault rifles, you know, because bad guys have them. I Dude, do think they should be registered. In my van when I got it. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. The first thing we found, or like, I, there's this little gap that's in between the floor in the stair on the passenger door it's okay. like perfect for holding a rifle yeah and I saw it and I was like that's a gun box that's you my gun it. box oh you are that's what yeah. I was gonna ask you so you yeah. are gonna carry a gun with you yeah you should uh, yeah I think I should legally be it has to be first off being in a van is more dangerous than being in an apartment it's, it's sure. you're more out in the open uh -huh. and secondly I plan on going into the wilderness with it I wanna go on hunting trips with it and stuff like that you're going to so, go hunting with a 12-gauge? No, no, I'm not. My 12-gauge is going to be my apartment gun. Oh, okay. And I'm going to put an AR, or not an AR, uh, M14 in my van, Ooh. rifle. Okay. Yeah. 
I wonder, let's go shoot it sometime. We could shoot my shotgun anytime. I got Which, that. What range do you Shooting go to? a shotgun is the most fun, in my no, opinion, the most fun gun to shoot. Right, every gun is fun to shoot. Right. But getting a bunch is... of bottles and just shooting with a shotgun <laughs> or getting a skeet uh, trap shoot yeah. thing that shoots those clay disc up in the air and shooting oh, it, the so most fun. When you go to somewhere like Texas where you can openly, you can just set up and shoot, that's the best. We can put up your own targets or the, the, the bomb targets where you shoot them, it has the powder and they mm-hmm. explode. So but fun. I always wanted to go to a place where they have the guy that like pops in the window and he's like, reach for the star, you know, and then they peek back the, oh, the, what the old <laughs> officers used to use. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, I saw oh, like, oh, like an old revi- revolver that he holds up to someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. And they have the little silhouette targets. Mm -hmm. I want to do that. Yeah. I mean, anyone I know who's super Mm anti-gun has never shot a gun. Has never shot a gun and does not know much about them. Yeah, yeah. If you talk to anyone who's super anti-gun, for me, in my life, in my bubble. It's been my experience, In my bubble. I've never met someone who's like, yeah, I used to shoot guns all the time, but I hate them and they should be illegal. (laughs) Never met that person. No, I haven't either. Yeah. People people who have grown up with guns or learned gun safety from an early age, they Mm -hmm. tend to pass it on. Yeah. It's it's not the other way around, normally. You know what I've found to be a lot more dangerous than owning a gun? Owning a table saw. Sure. You ever use a table saw? That yeah. spinning blade is sketchy as that's fuck. Dangerous. Using a cheap jigsaw, that's dangerous. And, and not to mention, finger. to get a gun, you've got to go through not only the background check, which you can say what you want about it, but you do have to take the, the gun safety tests. So you know gun at least test, basic safety check, rules. There's a waiting period. Yeah, you, you have to really want it. You don't have to do that with a with a uh, saw. Or, you, yeah. you know what I mean? A power you tools. You can't. You can't just go like, I want to kill this guy. I'm going to go get a gun from 7-Eleven and kill the guy today. Like Correct. You have to go to the gun store, buy the gun, wait 10 days for a background check, get the gun. It's it's a big and especially well, Especially now because everybody wants guns. So it's not even a 10-day waiting period anymore. It's much longer. Right. And then to even get in and buy a gun. It's is- probably faster to get a gun illegally. 100%. Yeah, it, say you don't know anybody in street life, right? You and I just say, I could probably go find one faster. You'd think, I don't know this to be true, but if I wanted to get an illegal gun, you'd think we should go to like Skid Row or, you know, some some shady tent city. You could do it that way, yeah. In LA. And or you go to your shadiest around. friend. Or, yeah, go go to your shadiest friend, ask you, uh, hey, hey, go to and whoever then ask you him, buy Coke from. Whoever yeah. you buy Coke from, go and say, hey, how can I get a gun? But no, but then you got to go yeah. further. Ask your shadiest friend for his shadiest friend, and you go to that guy. Right. That's how you get it. Oh, smart. <laughs> smart. You just go down the shady yes. wormhole. That would be a fun, um, like, mini documentary. Not buying an illegal gun, but just trying to get to the shadiest person you can. That would be. I mean, it would be, be so fun. dangerous, but it'd be fun to watch. It'd I, be entertaining. Knowing the people we just in the comedy world alone, I think that we could hit it real fast. You think if we really wanted to, mm-hmm. could we get a gun tonight, an illegal gun, by by midnight tonight? It's, it's like six p.m. right now, five thirty. Yeah, I think so. By midnight, wait, wait. By midnight, maybe not. I don't think I could. I'd like. I now want to try to see if I yeah, could. Go to your shadiest friend. <laughs> <laughs> you that for me that would be you. But, and I would tell. See, that's a bad. If your shadiest friend is me, I don't think you could either because I have no idea where to get an illegal gun. <laughs> think of all the all the nights we have to spend in bars around shady people, and then there's there's people that come up to us all the time that I'm sure if you were to just ask, I'd probably go to someone I know who like. Yeah, probably who sells weed. Yeah, that's probably what I would do. Yeah, it sells coke. So, yeah, I'm sure it's easier to get on the street. Yeah. That's interesting, though, that you're pro-guns. 
Why is it interesting? Wouldn't have expected that from you Why? being such a pussy that you are. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not, but are you challenging me like that guy challenged a school shooter? Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Then that's where that whole debate comes into play. Because <laughs> someone could listen to this and argue, yeah, he kept calling him pussy like no wonder. So he went out and bought an illegal gun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Wow. I don't think it's surprising. I think. Do you think the gun laws here are too, too strict in California? I'm fine with them. Like I've bought uh, several guns in California, and I never thought to myself, "Oh my God, this is! I can't believe they're making me do all this." You go to a gun store, you give them your ID, they check your ID, you take a little test, a safety test. You wait ten days for them to make sure you're not don't have a record of being right. an insane person or criminal record and then you come Can't back be a felon. and they right. call you and go hey you can come pick up your gun and you go cool and you go pick it up well, what do you feel about open carry or concealed carry in those states because you go to you go to obviously you know most people know this now but there's less gun violence in those mm-hmm. states you go to you know you go to New Mexico or Texas and everybody's got a gun on them yeah, like when all the school, sh- school shootings happen, people are like, give the teachers guns. Right. I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think giving the teachers guns is a good idea because kids are menaces, and one of those teachers is going to go crazy one day and, True. Kill the, and kill the kids. I can't say. Uh, after somebody who's been through a school shooting and saw how helpless you are in that situation, I can't say that I throw that idea out the window, though. Well, yeah, because it's easy to say, well, imagine if the teachers had guns. Right. That would never happen. But... I don't know. I just imagine me, like torturing <laughs> my teachers as a kid. I was like a yeah. a, a rambunctious class okay. clown that did not give a fuck for authority and did not respect adults' children relationship at all. Like I would, I've made, uh, I've made teachers cry. L- like literally, Coming I've made like two different teachers cry. And I'm not teacher. saying I'm good. Like I'm not proud of that. I'm kind of am a little bit. You but are. Not, You're bragging. But I'm not like whatever. I'm just saying because it it's true. So yeah, I yeah. just imagine, like, I wouldn't want those teachers to have guns no, when I I'm making that. them cry. But what about this? Just I'm just throwing this idea out there because it crossed my mind. But what about having a gun in the office accessible by maybe one or two people who are trained? At that point, it's like... No, I know. I get it. I'm just throwing an idea out there. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, think guns, I don't think teachers should have guns but or that guns should be anywhere near schools. So what about officers who but have guns at open, the school? Yeah, yeah. I think, That's what I do agree yeah, with. That I agree Some people with. are saying eliminate all guns by no. eliminating officers. Had there been, and I don't remember, We used after the sh- shooting, we had active officers with Same. guns. Yeah, after that shooting, there were active officers at, your school at as well. my school. I felt safer Me that too. way because when that kid came out with a gun, nobody had a chance against him. We had nothing thing to fight back with had there been a trained cop there who knew not a security guard a trained police officer or sheriff you know sheriff deputy i agree i felt much better i agree and here's the other thing um the sad truth is you would like to think in your head when that goes down i'm gonna be a hero i'm gonna run in and save the day who wouldn't like of course yeah sure i'm gonna be a hero i'm gonna save the day but the reality is when you hear gunshots Mm -hmm. you're gonna run away yeah. You're going to run away, and that's 99.999% of people. You know what's interesting But you know who doesn't run away? Most likely, you know who's the best shot not running away? A cop. So having a cop on campus, good idea. Who has tactical training. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who's been and briefed for that situation. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. But you know what's weird, and I forgot to bring this up, is we used to have, I don't know what you call it, we call them narcs. 
at school, they were basically camper, campus supervisors. They broke up the fights. They, they were police officers, basically. They were, I they think, were people like going through. They were type? No, they weren't actual cops. They uh, wore, they wore like I shirts. I think I had that. They were called narcs. They were security, school security, basically. <laughs> were they literally, like, their job title was a narc? I think or that's uh, just no, what the that's kids what call we them. call them. Right. I don't even <laughs> I never even took the knives. time to learn. But they were yeah. security. So they we, broke up the fights. They See, I went to a, a a school where Wow, that's so different. The biggest problem at my school was like rich kids who got too much oxycotton. And that was probably rampant where you're from because I know that happened a lot in I some of those I heard about it a lot. Like oh. you hear, "Oh, Tory Pines, there's pill problems and in, in high-end drugs." But yeah. none not in my group of people. Well, I did want to say this. most I would hear about at like a party, people would pass them around. But I never saw like a rampant pill addiction issue. I've had some friends who grew up in that area, or not grew up, went to school around that area that said it was just everywhere for the rich kids. It was accessible. Like you, if I wanted to get Oxycontin, I could have gotten it. Okay. But I didn't, I guess it's because I was too innocent and it wasn't in my friend group. Sure. But I didn't know anyone personally who was addicted to, openly addicted to Oxycontin. It's like, oh, that guy's got issues. Let me say this before I forget about that, the narc. There were, we had these narcs and everybody, you know, they were normally bigger guys. I think that were looking to be police officers someday. Anyway, during the shooting, when I was running to the parking lot, I remember one specifically running to the gunfire. So you're talking about people, you know, 99% of people run away. I remember kids running, screaming the other way, and yet I see a narc specifically running to where the shooting is happening. That's brave to me. That's a hero. It is brave, yeah, totally. So having something like that on campus also helps. But he, he, even there was an interview with some of the narcs. One of them got shot. Um, not the guy I saw running towards a gunfire, but another yeah. one. And there were news interviews with those guys, you know, but they didn't have guns, so they were only could only help so many people. Right. But so, yes, I do think a, a police officer, a trained police officer on high school or junior high, scamp- high school campuses is, is probably, is what I believe it would be the answer. Yeah, I agree. I think, and I think most high schools have a cop on campus now. Yeah, I think so. But I know they're yeah. trying to get rid of it, too. Oh, well, yeah, defund the whole police right. shit. Yeah. But that's one thing I definitely believe That's in insane. Defunding the police is the most insane shit I've ever heard. And I agree. <laughs> Statistically. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> restructure the police, fine. Right. But if anything, we need to give more money to the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the the neighborhoods that have the most eliminate racism from police. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm on for board that. One hundred percent. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Eliminate racism from everything. All on board. But yeah, yeah. Anyways, you're a bully, and that's never going to change. Thanks for doing the podcast. No, thanks for having me. I think. Uh, Do you think our listeners are going to hate me? No. I think this is pretty engaging. So, <laughs> I mean, it got really serious, which this podcast doesn't always get that serious. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised having any But it's any interesting. I don't know how anyone could not listen to that school shooting story and not be engaged. Because I watched it, I saw your social media story. the other day where somebody called you a name and you had a, a follower send a message to him. I think that's cool. On your Instagram. I don't even remember. It's somebody must have said something to you negative in a comment. Oh, he, when he, there was a guy talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I think that was awesome. A fan after a show said, said Ari sounds like a bug. And then <laughs> okay. he goes, because Ari Manis, that sounds like a bug. It was like a Southern guy after a show. But he was actually not trying to insult me. Oh, he, okay. he was actually a fan. He wrote it online or said it to you out he loud? He made like a story. Okay, okay. And he goes, I just watched Ari Manis. He was hilarious. Ari Manis sounds like a bug. And then it was another Southern okay, guy. I see. Who goes, you don't call Ari a bug, but no one, there was no negative. Okay. I like yeah. that. But yeah. All right. Well, tune in next week and I'll interview 
another cool guy or girl. Maybe somebody more popular since I'm not popular. Yeah, but popular kids don't have school <laughs> shooting stories. <laughs> Peace. You're listening to, you're listening to unlicensed. Unlicensed. unlicensed, 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 unlicensed therapy with Ari Manis. Ari Manis. you guys for listening to another episode of unlicensed therapy i hope you enjoyed it if you like the show subscribe hit the bell icon leave a review for me on itunes five stars and we also have t-shirts available at remanis.com we have unlicensed therapy t-shirts you know i just got my catalytic converter stolen from my prius maybe buy a shirt it would help me out god bless you see you next week